1: Yes, yes. January 31st, 2024. It's the Tim McKernan Show. One month of questions from the audience every single business day. Y'all want to fuck with me now?
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, If you, I remember when you asked or just kind of said, you were like, oh, let's just do QFTA. Let's just do you know, mm. quick, quicker ones we'll do it daily. If you would have asked me percentage that we do it every business day in January, I would have said it at 12 percent. Wow, really? 12 percent. Well, I I would have figured something would have come up at one of those business days, and we just wouldn't have been able to do it. Yeah, I I'm,
1: I I as you might have picked up on, I'm obsessive.
0: Mm, a little bit.
1: And uh, if I say, and also kind of, if I say I'm gonna do something, I feel an obligation mm-hmm. to make sure. That I do it now, I will tell you this it's not going to happen every day in February. Right. In part because I'll be out of the country for a portion of the month, I guess a quarter of the month. You'll be back. You'll be out of town on the weekend in February, but yeah. it doesn't matter. Right. KG and O Town, I guess, is going to be doing this tomorrow.
0: Yeah, he's, he knows how to do it.
1: Okay. So uh, if I'm doing it tomorrow, then I'll be doing it with KG and O Town, although I have things tomorrow. So who knows? Um. So anyway, uh, here we are, Jackson. You are headed out of town.
0: Hmm. Yep. Tomorrow morning I am heading to Scottsdale, Arizona. Looking forward to it. A little bachelor party. First one, first ever bachelor party I've ever been on. So uh, very much looking forward to it. Uh, seeing all my friends again. A lot of them I haven't seen in a long time. So it's going to be great to get the gang back together, play some golf, enjoy some warm weather, and I'm looking forward to it.
1: I'm looking forward to it for you. Thanks, man. Uh, and uh, we welcome you to participate in the program. It's on YouTube.com slash So if you want to go back and watch it, you are welcome to do so. Uh, and then also, uh, you can listen to it, the Tim McKernan Show podcast. And so you have a bunch of these QFTAs to choose from in the month of January. Uh, let me go into the email inbox here and see what's doing. Somebody asked me, I posted on the TMA fan page on Facebook, um what my thoughts are on Avery Christie. Are you familiar with her work? No. She's an adult star. I am a fan. Okay. I am a fan. Let me pull her up for you here. I don't know if the images will be Yeah, they are actually non stag. So that's good. Let me see if I can give you a good one. I don't think she's Ella Reese. Okay. Who is?
0: Right, right.
1: But I think she's uh both pretty and hot and cute. Oh wow. So I don't think El Reese is like cute. See what I'm saying? Do you agree with that? Uh, wow, interesting. I so anyway, here's uh Avery Christian. Oh yeah, she's gorgeous. Yeah, there you go. That's kind of that's what I remember when we were talking about with Lisa Ann. She goes, I can tell your thing is like good looking girls. And I go
0: <laughs> As opposed to
1: That's what I thought. But I think and I can recall this conversation with a Cardinal player 20 years ago when I initially started at the Stag Bar Rachel's that evening, I-95 and 45th in West Palm, or maybe just north of West Palm, where I've never seen better-looking strippers still to this day, maybe a place in Ontario. But other than that, then I include Las Vegas in there. And then I go a little more deep into West Palm Beach later in the evening, and I see this person there, and I go, What are you, what are you doing here? I mean, you got, you know. You Could be wherever, yeah. And he goes, I like my horse dirty. (laughs) I can be the name of the podcast,
0: it's the working title (laughs) at the moment. Yeah, uh,
1: Alexander Colton's in there for Yuppie and the Douchebag. Nice one of the 101 DBAs. Uh, DBAs, that's correct. What is the Little Pills and the Chud?
0: Little Pills and the Chud. There was Tim and Boy. Yupping the douchebag. Right. Uh, I was a little text for a minute. Little text. Uh, that's where the six shooter was born out of. Right. Uh, I can't. Th- Honesty in media, obviously. Yeah, I'm big on that one. Yeah, that's that's kind of like the main DBA. But currently, it is uh, piddles and the chud.
1: I uh, I like that, and yeah. I like that a lot.
0: And chud is a word that I feel like was maybe in vogue in like the 90s.
1: I like that too.
0: And I don't know if I've heard anyone use it post turn of the century. But I could be wrong.
1: I'm texting with Tommy right now. You got any thoughts you want to share while I text?
0: to think just other words that, like, were, like, like, was it jabroni? That was, like, but that was a WWE, WWE. thing. WWE. Right? Yeah. Like, I heard Travis Kelsey say that. Maybe it was an old clip of him last year saying it. But I feel like that doesn't get used much anymore. Huh. Jabroni. Um, like, the new one is, like, clown. Like, you just call anybody a clown.
1: I do like that. And
0: it's like, uh. I'm not as into that one, but, yeah, I'm trying to think of some other words.
1: You've bought enough time. All right. Um, let me see what I got here. got some good ones in the email that I just haven't gone to yet. And uh, with you going out of town, uh, team McKernan, at InsideSTL.com is where you can always go with this. Okay. Hey, Tim, I think either by you saying it directly or by inference that you have a bit of an addictive personality. I'd agree. <laughs> Golf, poker, caloric tracking, working out, the list goes on. These are all things you've identified as aspects of your life that could be filed under, quote, addictive at some point or another. Is that safe to assume? That's a question for me, Jackson, that I will answer with a yes, a 100% yes. If so, how would you qualify these as, quote, juice worth the squeeze addictions? Uh, Which of your life trade addictions have had a net positive on your life, which you've had a net negative on your life, if you could change your hardwiring, would you make yourself less inclined to go all in on these types of things? Do with this what you will. Cheers. Oh, that's Shrimply Pibbles. Nice. I saw the main name, and I'm like, I don't recognize his name. I didn't know this was Shrimply Pibbles' name. Nice. Oh, the Shrimply Pibbles. Oh, great. Great observation. Jack- Jackson, you don't have an addictive person. At least I don't think you do, but maybe you're you're like really. sneaker addictive person. What how would you describe your personality?
0: Oh, man. I don't, like is there like a like a like a like I know addictive personality type like what is another type of personality?
1: Hmm. I got an idea. I'm going to type in personality types in a search yeah. engine. Yeah. Yeah, and what's what's That's really the kind of you can't teach this stuff right people.
0: Right. Like, I like
1: understand I, what you've got here when you got somebody who can immediately type something in a search engine. You're impressive. Yeah. Uh, what are the 16 personality types? Oh, boy. E-S-T-J, E-N-T-J. These mean nothing to me. This yeah. is the Myers-Briggs uh, well, type indicator. Uh, what are the fir- four, ma- uh, four major types of personalities? Average, reserved, self-centered, and role model.
2: Hmm.
0: Probably. I don't I mean, average, what is average, though? Yeah. Average strikes me as the easy answer for myself, but I can also see reserved. I can hmm. see reserved.
1: Uh, there's do- dominance, Not direct,
0: that. That.
1: influence-inspiring, conscientious, cautious, steadiness-supportive.
0: Hmm. I feel like conscious, conscientious, and cautious are the two that I would best describe. Like if we're just using adjectives. That's,
1: that's what I'm, but then, then when I got to steadiness-supportive, I'm like, I'd say that's you as well. Yes, and I would say I'm—I don't know if I would necessarily dominant, but direct.
0: Direct is one that yeah, yeah, I would say that direct for sure. And, and I want to—and
1: I want to be around direct people. Yeah,
0: yeah, and I'd supportive. I would also say with you—that's—that's that's a good one for you. Wow, how about that? Oh, no, for real. I mean, yeah, you do—you—you you do a lot for a lot of people.
1: I appreciate you saying that, sir. It's the truth. You're ruining, you're ruining the brand.
0: I know, I know. But I didn't say any of that. I've dumped out of it already. Jackson's dumped out of it. Thank you. Um, but like con- conscientious, I would, that's like the best way to describe it. Yeah, when Sometimes I was reading over. through
1: that, I, again, I, I feel like there's way more. But, yeah. I mean, I just typed this in. Fuck, this is what I got. Anyway, so addictive, yes, that was not listed as one of the options. Um, but, yes, uh, if so, how would you qualify as these? as juice worth the squeeze? Golf? Um... See, I think the golf habit, which I have been on since July of 2016 to present day, albeit I don't play at all, even when it's like in the 50s, um, is healthier than poker. But I certainly made more money playing poker than golf. Yeah. But poker is an isolationist habit. It is not healthy. I am of the opinion that if I did not start playing poker in 2004, I would still be married to uh, the woman I was married to starting in 2004. So you can say, well, that's pretty substantial. But I really do believe that to be the case, not just because you're taking time away from your time with your wife, but also because of the mood swings. And I want to make it like I'm like throwing things, but like you, you've played for seven or eight hours in a tournament. You get it in with pocket aces and somebody hits with pocket jacks and they hit a jack and you're out of the tournament. I mean, that's an, don't get me wrong. It's not like how, the only way they could beat me is by sucking out. That's not what I'm saying. But like that, it just wasn't, it was so, and in 2004, I didn't start playing until October of 2004, 2004, 2005, 2006, and I think most of 2007, I was a losing player. So that was bad. Like if I know... If I knew what I know now, and it's not like I had a bunch of money then, but I was doing fine, um, and she was working, and she made a nice living, uh, we could have been in a really good spot. But I was losing money. I mean, again, it wasn't like losing money like, oh, how are we going to pay bills? But it was, it, was just, it was just awful. Then I started be, becoming a profitable player in 2008, 2009, 2010, 2011. But again, it took a lot of time, and I wasn't one of those guys that you will see if you have seen it the guys who can make a living doing it, where they would have a bunch of games, games at a time. At I'd have one tournament, and a tournament is kind of an all or nothing thing. And right. I would hit, but still, I mean, and then you and then you got to be willing that you have in order to win a tournament, you have to play not to cash. It's kind of what I make reference to when Iggy goes, "Well, this guy will make the cut." It's like gives a shit. Right. If you're going to win, take like it. We you know, anytime Doug winds up with him, mo- Emil- Emiliano Grillo. I go, well, that's kind of a good DFS guy because he's a high-ceiling, low-floor guy. Not a lot of people will pick him. You might blow up your roster by shooting 10 over and not making the cut.
2: But he can make a run. But
1: he can make a run, and not a lot of people think of him. That's kind of how you have to play poker if you're playing tournaments. Um, though the, 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 the pros would play cash games. Very few times would you have a pro who's a tournament player. I'm getting too poker in the weeds here. Either way, if I could go back, I wish I would have never started playing poker. With that said, since I did, I think, te- I think something that I learned that now I take for granted because of my time playing poker and when I became a profitable poker player that I do use to this day in business and also probably in some semblance of decision-making. And it's, it's not even like something I have to teach. It's, just, it's, 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 off, it's, it's organic. It's natural. Okay, so that we got a bad result but the thought process was proper. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: As I've said before, um, with regard to 2013 and doing the deal for what became CBS Sports 920, that would be a case of the process was wrong. The result, I won. The process was wrong. I deserved to lose on that deal. It was a bad. The deal wasn't necessarily bad. My thought process and what I risked, my home, and I was the sole person putting anything up, uh, and the only person putting money in, um, was irresponsible. I was 36, I guess, at the time. And that's just not what you do. That's, that's, that, 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 that's the type of thing that should get me like living in the basement of my in-law's home. You know, mm-hmm. that was fucked up. Uh, kf and and what we were doing in 2016 and what we would have done, um, it didn't wind up working out, but the process was it was optimal, actually. It was it was set to be incredibly successful, and it would have been, I think, the same way in 2020 as well. In both cases, one didn't work out because of a separate set of circumstances. The other one didn't work out because another set of circumstances. Um, but uh, the process was right. So I'm more as weird as it sounds. I'm I, I, got, I I'm like super at peace with that. Mm-hmm. Even though I guess what I lost on the the second KFS thing in 2020. The amount of money, because when you put together a business deal, um, there are a lot of upfront costs that when you do a, a capital raise, that those upfront costs, so if you raise, let's just say you raise a million dollars just for the sake of the conversation, um, you're going to probably have, I don't know, I'll just say, we'll say 5% in legal, so you're going to have five, five, fifty thousand dollars in legal just for the sake of the conversation. I know some people, that's too high, that's too low, whatever, fuck off, it's, it's all example. So you got those costs. So it comes out, you know, that's going to be there. Well, then if you do a deal, you've already had all this, these attorneys hours and, or they had a fee up front that you knew that it was going to be. And then the deal does not commence, which therefore means that the LLC does not exist. Mm -hmm. So at the end of 2020, I had to out of my own pocket pay a large amount, like a, like a material, not just a few thousand dollars, like a lot of money for a deal that didn't happen. Um, be, because of the KFNS thing in 2020. But again, considering what the choice was, it was it was never a decision once things were changed mm-hmm. a week out of closing. Um, so that was unfortunate. But it, but you know, it's one of those things you don't let one bad hand blow up your entire tournament. Right. You, th- which you compartmentalize the bad beat. Oftentimes, man, if you know the game. Speaking of poker, but you can use this for. You can use it for gambling on sports if you know you're dealing with somebody who can lose it really quickly. Um, like if you, for example, this is something everybody listening to this probably was watching. You knew at some point in the second half of that Lions-49ers game, you sensed, oh, my God, the Lions are sp- on a death spiral. Right. You sensed it. And eventually at some point in the fourth quarter, the death spiral stopped and they started to try to get it back. But from a period of time, take your pick of whenever it was, whether not converting the fourth down or the IUC ricochet up until they caught themselves in the fourth quarter, it was just like, oh my God. And as, as George Kittle said, he goes, you can't tell me there's not something such as momentum after you saw that because th- it's clear you can see it happening. Yeah. Um. So you can use that to your advantage. If you're a poker player and you recognize somebody just lost, made a terrible play, blew up, made a terrible call, terrible bluff, just something dumb and, they are not mentally strong enough to compartmentalize it, which by the way, most people aren't. You then now go, okay, there is a wounded animal out in the middle of the field. Let's go finish them off if right. you're if you're sharp enough. Yeah. Now you also know they're gonna probably make a shitty call and you could get hit. Yeah,
0: they're playing reckless.
1: But still, that's that's the time you finish them off, you know. Now if they happen to hit pocket aces or get pick up pocket aces at that point, whatever, that bad break. The process is still right. So that is something, and I don't know how valuable it is. It's certainly made me way more analytical.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's probably made me difficult. I always think of my wife and how I argue, but it's not even really arguing. it's 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 like a tailor in billions. It's mm-hmm. really just kind of like, well, no, that's not true. This is what happened. Right. And that's operating it, without emotion. Right, which if you're if and then you're arguing with somebody who is emotional, but then you're like this. As, uh, one time when we had a client for Inside STL who, uh, we had to, we only have had to sue in two year two times in 20 years, uh, one was a guy telling producer Joe, fuck off, sue me. And then we did. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> and then he was really mad that we did. Yeah. And he like came charging at us in the courtroom. Oh God. Oh yeah. It was unbelievable. I'm like, oh my God, it's like a real fucking real life hillbilly, oh, you know, from the central West end too. Uh, and then the other one was different set of circumstances and I'm just watching my attorney. Oh God. I'll bring this up whenever I see him. And I go, oh, God, what you did. And it was just like, he was like this. The other guy who had a background, he had a record, as they would say, is getting all worked up on the stand and, like, starts, like, sharpshooting the attorney. And the, and the the judge is like, sir, if you don't stop, you'll be held in contempt. And my guy, and I just, I'm like, I'm like
2: fuck yeah. yeah.
1: And, like, my attorney just calmly reaches over and puts his hand on my arm because he can tell I'm getting fired up. Yeah and he then he just comes with a monitor and that if you're dealing with somebody who's emotionally kind of reptilian brain
2: mm-hmm.
1: if you come at them calmly that tilts the shit kicker
2: right
0: right
1: you know i've been on the other i've told you a story i won't be telling who but where i had a shit kicker yeah. getting all worked up and his lip was trembling he was so upset with me and i just just stared right back at him and it freaked him the fuck out because i was in rhythm right but i'm just like what I don't, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then the lips still tremble, and he's like, oh my God, I can't get, you know. And I'm just like, but I wasn't doing it to like win. I'm just like, whatever. Right. You know, right. what what are you going to do? Right. Uh, but that's a
0: direct result of playing poker.
1: It right? is. Yeah. So in that sense, I really do think it probably was a good thing. Yeah. But I hate like what it took to get to this thing that isn't necessarily. Like it's good for business, but it might not be great for... the
0: silver lining, you know, it's like, yeah. in a way.
1: Look at you. See, this is why you're, what are you, cautious and...
0: And, ca- and uh, cautious and conscientious. conscientious.
1: that's exactly right. This is a conscientious example, right? Right,
0: here. right. It's, you know, it's a silver, like, you know, even in the worst of situations, for the most part, this is not a blanket statement, but there's almost always a silver lining. And I would say, yeah, the understanding of analytics and, and calculated risk and, you know, reading people... That's a, yeah the similar. reading they have the reading
1: people thing. That's a but point. that's only been good like with like politicians when they enter the arena. I'm like, oh, we got a problem here. Oh, this one's gonna be good. Yeah, you know
0: but for like little things, you know it's I wouldn't say it's like for business necessarily. I mean it can be, but you know, just for little things it probably gives you an edge over some other people. Here
1: is people. one thing and I don't know if I can attribute it to poker or not. I don't think so. but if, if in fact it's the case, can't remember, oh, I'll say it because I've talked about him here and we have this board meeting coming up next week. Manavani, who we were talking about, oh, I was talking about St. Louis leadership, Mm -hmm. obviously he ran for county executive, didn't win, tilts me, whatever. Um, And I, you know, usually in our conversations, I'm I'm on the Davenport, you know, and I belong on the Davenport. Rightfully so. I'm rightfully on the Davenport. However, when it comes to, like, intuitive things and inclinations, and he goes, no, you're probably right. He goes, you're usually right on your reads. And I go, oh. A bit like a compliment coming from, like, you know, somebody right. with a Harvard fellowship, <laughs> the guy who didn't graduate from Mizzou. Yeah. It's kind of like, oh, right. all right. right. How do you do? Yeah. You know? So I appreciate that he recognizes that for whatever reason. And so applying it to our business and our show, we have not had a hire in a decade where I go, ooh, how'd I miss that one? Right. You know, like there are people who are in positions of management. It's 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 probably a source of pride, which then makes it tough to fire because you have to acknowledge that you fucked up on the hire. Totally. And so, oftentimes, these you know people who aren't going to produce or they're causing problems get to stick around a lot longer because there's the pride of the management. Mm-hmm. But I am, I don't I don't necessarily think of it. But one of the, another one of the reasons why the show has been able to go as long as it's gone is because we haven't really had too much bullshit behind the scenes, and everybody kind of has, you know, I don't know, a good personality to work on a, a, a show with five or six people on it, mm. you know, and I don't know, I, I, but I don't know if that, I don't know if like pre-poker I had that, I don't know, I just I have a tough time thinking, yes, because I sat at poker tables, I'm able to pick up behavioral, like how somebody would work reads, I don't know, yeah. I don't know, but at the same time, I didn't hire people before... Um, playing poker. I didn't start playing poker until 2004 and I was fucking reading off a teleprompter on channel 4 then so I I don't know. I
0: have a question for you. I am
1: taking questions.
0: Did you find that you are more profitable or less profitable online versus in person because I assume in online you get none of those reads you can pick up on people when you're at the table with them because you're behind the screen. So did you find yourself more profitable in person?
1: uh, Just a really wonderful question. Um, so I played, I bet for every one hand I played online, I, or for every one hand I played in person, I probably played a hundred or a thousand online, Got it. simply because of obviously how quickly it can go. Right. And if I am playing multiple tables, but usually I would be playing one at most two, because otherwise it was not profitable to play more than three.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and if i did play live i hardly ever played cash and if i was playing ca- and cash means a non tournament where right. it's a $1 or $2 blind or a $2 or $5 blind i never played 5 $10 cuz right. that's there's thousands of dollars in the pot then and i don't have that yeah. you know that that t- pain tolerance right.
0: and you can pick up whenever you want and leave
1: right you can Yeah. so in a tournament i'm playing in, in the world series of poker and the world series of poker main event in particular is like you know for poker players it's like the masters Right. even right. though it's still any dumb shit can not any dumb shit but yeah, kind of any dumb shit could win i mean you could it's right. just the deck hit
0: you over the head but you could just you can enter into it
1: if maybe. you have $10,000 yeah, that's right, that's, right. that's the buy in and i won my way in i never put up my own money 100% there were a couple times where i won my way in on poker stars i won a poker league in st louis um and then, because of that track record, I think one or two times I like bought in, and I kept a thousand dollars of myself, so ten percent. Um, but I sold off the other nine thousand. Yeah. You know, so people bought me and had a sweat. Got it. And so, because of that, I never minus two thousand eight, the first year I played, and I and I didn't realize how I had no chance. Again, theoretically, you have a chance, but you really don't like if we all teed off with rory mcelroy by definition we all are equal at the start yeah but the odds are he's going to win right and that is essentially i would say it's 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 that's that's a distinct case poker less so but certainly it's still going to favor the people who know the game the math and also are willing to second hand of the tournament don't give a fuck i'm all in yeah the way to win that thing, in my opinion, is to, to, to die on the first day, is to be willing to die on the first right. day, like build up a big chip stack and then start bullying people who are like, oh, oh God, I don't want to lose my, right. my seat. So I or I want to just make it to day two or whatever. And you can pick you can tell, you don't, no words need to be spoken, you can tell you, you need to play hands against everybody at the table to figure out where they are and you can pick up the, the tells. I never was that guy, and now the rare times where I play poker, even if I'm, like, getting close to the bubble, which is you're almost in the money, I'm like, I don't fucking care. I got pocket sevens. I think this guy's three-betting me with nothing because I've seen him do it, you know, three other times, so if he's got me, he's got me. I don't fucking care. I'm coming over the top, and if he then shoves, then fuck it. So be it. Might have ace king, might have ace queen, and I'm still ahead. He's... Jack theoretically, and sometimes these guys will, you know, the really good ones will do like 10-9 suited and go. Well, if he's going to call, then I've got two live cards because he's not going to call a you know five bet shove with pocket tens. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So therefore, he doesn't have one of his cards. I mean, this gets into just too much nerdy shit. But anyway, uh, I play differently online than I do in person. But I play, but if I was playing in like a twenty five dollar tournament, it, it, it whatever around here. I'd be like, okay, whatever. But the blind structure is different. And so as the tournament goes on, it becomes shovy, which means everybody at some point is just like, okay, I'm shoving. And then therefore the skill is gone. The World Series of Poker, the blind, it's two hours of each level. And you get, I mean, I don't know what it is now. I haven't played in a while. 30,000 chips, and I think the blinds might be 100, 200. Mm -hmm. And so you have, what, 150 big blinds or yeah. do you have more than that, right? I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's a, what the math is. Long,
0: that's a long time.
1: That's, I mean, you just you're so deep stacked that you could mathematically fold your way to day two. Now, that's right. not the way that it works. So if you're sitting there and you're going, I just want to get to day two, you're probably not going to have a big chip stack. Mm. You've got to play like I don't give a fuck. But when you have other people involved, like I did in all but one time, and that being the first year I was out there and not really knowing and certainly nervous, uh, you don't play optimally. And that is a f- that's a that's an adverb that's important. There is an optimal way to play. What you think is optimal, what I think is optimal, is definitely different than what a great player thinks is optimal. I'm a fine player, but I bet the game is so different than when I played. And therefore, you would. F- I remember one time specifically, might be the last main event I played in. Uh, maybe it was the second last one I played in, and I made it to day three, which is the furthest I've gotten. And I think you get into the money on day three, where I I was probably behind, but I had the nut flush draw, which means I had the ace. Mm-hmm. And there's a flush draw on the flop, and a guy raises or bets. I raise, he re-raises, and what I, I believe, I think that was the action. I don't know either way. I mean, I I got a shove there. It kind d- right, of It it it, it kind of doesn't matter. Yeah you know both priced in and also what my situation is now i at that point know i am behind unless he's got like the king of hearts and another heart it was a heart. remember it was an ace of hearts i've got a you know that's the only way i'm ahead theoretically uh-huh. if he doesn't have something that's paired the board and he has the king and i'm ahead because i have the ace and then if it does come off with the flush i'm gonna have the better flush and i fold it and i remember i would talk to joe strauss in between the breaks And he go, well, you kind of got a call there. I'm a little surprised by that. And he was a little more tepid than, like, some of my poker buddies. Like, what the fuck? Right. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Bitch, move. You know, and I can sit there and justify it when I write about it on Inside STL or when I talk about it on the show. But I know that I made a mistake there. And that's that's no good. And that sucks. And it's like, okay, now I'm going to bitch my way to day three and say I made it to day three. But in reality, I bitched my way to day three. That was the year where I started out on day two at a table of, like, a bunch of Europeans, Russians, all younger than me. And this was when I was in my 30s. And I'm like, oh, my. And I and you can look up who you're playing with in, in between days. Sure. So you can see and then you can look up their like profiles. And absolutely. Stuff. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, a bunch of these guys have made millions of dollars playing poker. I am, you know. Probably,
0: probably it's kind of like
1: remember. the Blues playing the Canucks last week. I know we're going to have to fucking pack a lunch. Yeah. And then I survive it. I actually chip up, which means I increase my stack, and then they break our table, and then they move us. And then I go over to a table, and it's like a bunch of fat, white Americans. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, old, fat, white Americans. And I'm going, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I might win the World Series. Of... That's what I'm thinking is I'm going to the – because you go to the table, and you're like, boy, I hope Phil Ivey's not here, <laughs> yeah. you know? And I hope it's not a bunch of young adderall up That's hoodies. I was to
0: say, Adderall through the roof, you know, sweating bullets. Who
1: clearly are not from the United States. Yeah,
2: headphones.
0: That,
1: you know, and they're all 22. That's <laughs> what you think. And then you just see, like, guys who are, like, spaced out because there's fucking cellulites hanging over the chairs, and they're all, like, in uh, their 60s. Tanks. And I'm going, oh, my God. Yeah, free this is a dream come true. I'm like, fuck it, I'll play. Yeah. And those King, you- King 10 yeah. suited gold I'm raising, you know. And then the next thing I know, I'm like, oh, I'm ahead. I call... No, I had King three off, and I'm like, "Fuck! How do you? What what are you even doing in the hand?" But these guys were rich dudes who didn't give a shit, and therefore they're not playing maybe the game optimally, but they're playing the best way to play, which is I don't give a fuck. Which is kind of then you want to tie it into golf. That's when if you're out there, are you gonna hit like a shank? I mean, it can happen on the range, but. Are you going to hit, like, a shitty shot if you're just out there by yourself with nothing on the line? Yeah. But if the, you're, you're playing for something, you know, I mean, that's a, that's a real thing. Yeah. So that, that's why a lot of guys who play poker play golf and vice versa, because it's a it's a mental test, and yeah. people mental like to, to. That's the thing. And then a lot of guys who make a lot of money get into whether it be golf or poker because it's like, okay, I've kind of conquered my— career whatever it was now I now I want to like get the high the dopamine rush of winning even though I know I can't control everything you Mm -hmm. can't control poker you can play optimally and still lose so that is that is the test so you show me a guy we said yesterday Dustin Johnson who is like versus a guy like unfortunately Ricky Fowler was there any doubt that he was going to have problems on Sunday at the U.S. Open last year unfortunately guy has trouble with leads on Sundays much less in majors uh, and, uh, you know, there have been other guys along the way who have that. Uh, one that might be one people would talk about now would be Xander Shoffley. Uh, there's just something real there. And yeah. then you see 20-year-old Nick Dunlap with, like, a six-footer uh, as an amateur, and he holds it. And I go, there's a fucking killer. I don't care he's 20. He's a killer. He might miss the cut this weekend. But when the time comes, there's a guy who will just walk up to you and just go, okay, and then just walk on, yeah. and that's and those are the traits, you yeah. know?
0: yeah. Yeah, that was that was nuts. When not nuts, but like he had some balls on that because that's a twenty. That's a six foot. I mean, he's uphill, but still to nail that putt with be the first amateur since Phil right. to win. Right. Otherwise,
1: he's in a playoff. I mean, holy shit! Uh, listening to this reminds me of the COVID poker streams on Twitch. I don't know why, but I always enjoyed watching this. I only did a uh, hand uh, handful uh, of those. Uh, let's see. Um, texting. I mean, I apologize. But, yeah, I I don't—I just—I mean, I would play on Bovada. That's where I play still, and it's a pain in the ass. I mean, it's not a huge deal getting the money on there, but um, I just don't know what's real and what's not. And the reason why I got good on um, Poker Stars before it got shut down by the government uh, here in the land of the free by the party of less government, unless it's involving your bedroom of one of their vices, uh, is— you could look up the players. On Bovada, everybody's just a number. So you could be number 73, and I could be number 484. And then you, I could, we could totally be colluding, right. you know? Oh,
0: totally. And, uh, and like, okay, lots. hey, Jackson,
1: over oh, are at the same table. I'm going to dump my chips here. You raise, right. re-raise. We'll let's get it. this guy, and we'll absolutely all day long. So it's kind of like I don't, I don't want to waste my time with it. You know, and now it's a point when it does, like the rare times I play, and then you just get a bad beat, and I just go, huh, reminds me why I don't do it. I don't want my, fuck! It's right. like, ah, eh, that's why I don't do it, don't really care, the money isn't as big of a deal. Mm-hmm. You just go, ah, eh, that's why I don't do it. I can't do it even if I wanted to, with two children and a wife. You just can't do it. I learned my fucking lesson from getting divorced 16 years ago. Um, but I, to be clear, I'm not going, with I didn't play poker, I was a great husband. Shitty husband who played a bunch of poker. Um... But tying it into playing now and Twitch, I did that during COVID, and there were a bunch of people who would watch. I was surprised by that. I enjoyed it, but I just... I, 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 I was playing on Bovada. On PokerStars, you could look up the person's name, and there were two different databases, and everybody could do this. This wasn't Dirty Pool. And then you could see if they're a winning player or a losing player, what stakes they usually played. So if I'm playing, like, in a $215 buy-in and this motherfucker is used to playing dollar buy-ins, good chance this motherfucker is gonna play tight. tight right. uh, you could see if somebody was a winning player, winning players tend to play a certain way. Losing players tend to play a certain way. And so then you would know moves to make on losing players. You would know certain things to avoid if you're up against a losing player. And then certain things, I would give less credence to a winning player like three betting me, which means re-raising me. I would give less credence to a winning player shoving on the flop. More likely, that person's on a draw. Yeah. Uh, you know. Again, these aren't absolutes, but then you could kind of get an idea of. You know, it's like, it's you know, it's it's like being in in the SEC. Oh, Vanderbilt's at my table. That'll be nice. Right. Oh fuck, Alabama just sat down. I'll, I'll pick and pick and choose. You know, when I get into a pot with Alabama, it's that kind of thing. So that that helped and it made money man it made money um in 2011 it wasn't like something i could live off of but i was on pace to make $50,000 that year uh and it got shut down you know i mean that's you know that's a nice hit Hell yeah, from, f- from playing poker again it's not like it's like it's like a stock
0: right, right. but it's not it, like
1: guaranteed it just and it's just like oh it just got shut down and, and you know it's so it's, it's absurd at the same time, you know, I understand what it is right now. I wouldn't I wouldn't regulate that. But if you're using – I mean, you can play in certain states. You can't play in Missouri. You can play in Nevada. You can play in New Jersey. But I don't think you can play against people in New Jersey if you're in Nevada. It's got to be all the same Exactly. Yeah. So, anyway. I
0: hear this, Tim, and all I think is we should just – Get all our money into video p.
1: Video p oh, is a different animal.
0: Just start playing video p.
1: All right, I've spent too much time on poker. What else did uh, Shrimply Pibbles and his wife want to know about? Uh, let's see what else. Uh, juice worth the squeeze. Golf, poker. Talked about poker. Uh, caloric tracking. Big advocate of it. Big advocate of it. So yesterday I did. I'm like changing things up. Hey, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been to Chuck's Hot Chicken? Yeah. Big fan.
0: Really good. It's where big uh,
1: fan Saint
0: Co- Louis Wing Company used to be. There, there,
1: I think there rest are a few peace. of them in the area, but for yeah, you know, that yeah, that that that's on Manchester, where Saint Louis Winko Co- used to oh. be, kind of by Hacienda. Yeah,
0: rest
1: in peace. And I guess it's Rock Hill. I that would be think. Rock Hill. Yep. So um, I I got that yesterday, and I got it like at uh, four four fifteen, and I ate. So now I've, so I, since I track all my calories, but then I didn't have a great night. So it wasn't bad. Just wasn't as good as uh-huh. normally when I don't eat six o'clock on, but I ate a lot. I mean, Chuck's hot chicken. That's not like a yeah. 450 calorie dining no. experience. No, I think no. like three bites might be 450 calories. Yeah. And plus the fries at Chuck's hot chicken are up there for best fries in St. Louis really for the reals, though. Yeah. So, I mean, I, so, so I can, I mean, these are all estimates but I know a lot of people are tuning in to find out how many calories I had for dinner last night.
0: I've been waiting with Baylor breath. I know. I think
1: you were getting a little irritated that I hadn't brought it up You're yet.
0: You're too busy talking about video p. Exactly. Talking about
1: poker stars from 17 years ago. Um, well, Jackson, the answer to that question that you and everybody else have been waiting, 1,842 calories. Okay. That's, that's, that's a lot. Now, it's, again, it's an estimate. I overestimate.
0: Which is probably the right
1: move. Absolutely. And then I'm like, okay, I'm, I want to see if this messes with my sleep. I'll, everything else I'll keep the same. Mm-hmm. We'll have the control, mm-hmm. but the one change will be a lot of yeah, calories right. and carbs and fat, even if I'm done eating at 6 o'clock. And then sure enough. So then these nights where I will eat something, sh- you know, that isn't necessarily healthy, like chuck sock chicken, as much as I enjoy it. But if I keep it to like 1,100 to 1,200 calories, I'm fine.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, again, that's... That's monitoring it, not eating it, you know, after—for us, you know, when we go to bed, uh, assuming that you're going to bed, you know, comparable to me.
0: Yeah, in the 9 to 10-night range. Right.
1: Um, so now I'm like, okay, now I'm kind of—I'm I'm like, so by tracking this stuff, I, it makes me feel better and then therefore perform better. Yeah, yeah. It's—it's it's like if I would have known this shit 20 years ago, so— I'm, I'm not telling anybody what to do. I don't give a fuck. Do whatever you want. I mean, I just couldn't care any less what you do, you or anybody else, for real. But, like, if this information can be applicable for people beyond me, um, here it is. I'm happy to be your guinea pig. Here's here's what I'm doing, and here is how it's, it's helping me. And, by the way, most people probably can take on more calories than somebody who weighs a buck 56 and is 47 years old, you sure. know? You're twenty-five, and even if you did have my height and weight, you probably have a higher metabolism. That's just yep. that's just logic. So I'm I I love that I do that. It is certain does it need to be entered into a spreadsheet? No. But then I went back, I go, okay, this is interesting. Let me see another time where I had Chuck's hot right. chicken. Because
0: yeah, like average it kinda. So
1: of. then I can compare and contrast and see, yeah. okay, what are the nights? And that's what I did this morning, show prep, was me looking through my health chart mm-hmm. and going, Okay. What are the other four days this month where I had a lower recovery and not great REM sleep and deep sleep? And I'm like, I see each one of those. I had a shitload of calories for dinner, 1800 being, in my opinion, a shitload. So I'm like, okay, that's that's. That's the constant. So now I know. I mean, hey, there's going to be some times, especially on a weekend, but I'm not going to get great sleep. And I'm not saying I'm not going to booze or fuck around. I'm definitely going to still do that stuff. But, you know, when you're doing that, you're going to have a bad night of sleep. For us getting up and doing three shows and sometimes sound stories, uh, I just can't. Like a day last week, Doug was out. I think it was the first day. And I brought up the blues coming back to beat the flames. And I I might as well have gotten up on the dais and shoved that bottle up my ass and said, (laughs) any thoughts? (laughs) because we got more more reaction (laughs) the silence and i'm like oh shit and then i like broke at 752 and then i'm like oh fuck it's 752 now the audience knows i'm not on my game and now i'm just like now i'm gonna go out and shoot 20 over par it's over now it's over
0: yeah yep yep yeah there is definitely that Uh, and it
1: all, it all goes back to a quality of sleep, which then goes back to what you're eating. I mean, it's a real thing. And again, I'm not trying to say, so everybody eat health. I don't give a fuck. Do what you want to do. But if you want to know why, and then once you know it, it isn't even, it it, honestly, I don't think it's tough. It's, and it's not because it's tough because of discipline. I mean, I'd love to eat ice cream and my caramel M&Ms like back in the day, but I know it had a negative impact on how I would feel. So therefore, it's like it's an easy choice. Well, here's here's your here's how you're gonna feel. You can enjoy it in the short term. Well, it's it's on. why would I fuck with it?
0: Yeah, totally. you know what I mean. Totally, I get that. Uh, two things.
1: Yeah, I'm taking your observations.
0: Hit that grassy's yesterday.
1: Oh, Bill, what'd you get?
0: Veal parm, standard. Love the veal parm, salad. Just a a, a delightful. Always fills me up, not too much where I feel crappy, but not. And too little where I like, I feel like I need a little extra snack. Perfect little dinner. Really enjoyed it. Second, I'm selling my stock on waffle fries. Sold. Sold. Sold my stock. I'm out on them. Oh, my God. I'm out. It just
1: happened on this show.
0: I'm out on them. I don't think, I think they're the most overhyped. I think, I think crinkle, I think steak are all better cuts. Have you had Chuck's hot chicken fries? I don't know if I have. Have I've so had? So you've been Chucks, to Chuck's Hot
1: Chicken? Even gotten the fries? I what, probably. some kind of
0: boy slut? Well, I probably did, but I don't remember them. Are they similar it's, to what's the other place nice. on Manchester that sells chicken um, down the road? It's,
1: narrowing it down.
0: Mike Johnson's place. Uh, oh yeah.
1: yeah, he's got crinkle cuts there.
0: Yeah, those are great. Like like with the, the the seasonings, the, is pleasing. The seasonings is Grateful. very pleasing. I agree with you on that. Seasonings are very pleasing. There's
1: a wide delta on your chicken out sandwich. Yeah, chicken out. There. And, and I love cool. Mike Johnson. I've known him for a long time. And he's killing it. Yeah. God is. bless him, he's killing it. And he's like one of the coolest motherfuckers I know for real. He's got
0: it all figured out. He's a great
2: dude.
1: Uh oh, you know him too? Uh-huh. Oh, how do you know him?
0: Uh his son was around my age, went to Mizzou. What the fuck?
1: Yeah. Seriously? He's got a son? I thought he's like my age. I mean I, he's maybe a little older.
0: Yeah. His son was it all went right. Th- yeah, whatever.
1: I, 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 I mean, people are like, You have a two year old? What the fuck's going on with you? So I understand. I'm on the opposite end of Mike yeah. Johnson. But either way. Uh, sometimes that chicken out sandwich, it'll be absolutely choice. And then sometimes it'll be like, ah.
0: You get a bad breast sometimes. Yeah, I
1: get yeah. a bad breast. Like, That's the exactly first time right. I ever
0: went there, but I powered through. Because it was, I mean, when we were at Caffinette, it was right across the street. So sometimes I would hit it on the way home. That
1: chicken out, it opened when we were there? Mm-hmm. Right? Like the last
0: six months we were That's there. Right. Yeah. How about that? Uh, what
1: else was included in my addictive personality list from Shrimply Pibbles? Uh, working out. Yeah. Well, I would tell you on the working out thing... From 2016 to 2019, when I tore my left shoulder labrum, slap tear, Jackson, I was in without question. It's something that will like older guys will say, and you're just like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. good, good stuff. You <laughs> know, good luck at Napoli. Right. You're in the best shape of your life. Right. Sure you are. Free and easy. But I truly was in the best shape of my life. But that's not necessarily like, wow, you were such a specimen. Mm-hmm. How is it possible? But it's because of this book I read, Uh, I think it was like Bigger, Faster, Stronger, something like that, author Mike Matthews. But I just think it was written for people who were probably in their post-puberty teen years and 20s 20s and athletes, and the whole thing was heavy weights, low reps. And so doing that, and I was squatting and deadlifts, but it was one day it was like squats, the next day it was like shoulders, the next day it was like bench and arms and triceps, and the next day it was... I don't know whatever. It's, it's but, 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 yeah, but either way, n- no cardio. Even though it was fine, I would do it. I would do the cardio on the treadmill, and I'd be running like at nine to ten. And I think back, and I'm like, what if I just want to slip and I go shooting off that thing like a fucking rocket? And
0: people are like, what are you doing? Were you doing high interval um, or just like sprinting? Yeah, I
1: was doing what yeah, is it, high interval yeah. intensity training? training. That's yeah. what I was doing. And that, so then that's why I tore this which sucks and I'm sure I probably could li- I guess maybe I could lift I just don't want to deal with it again because all it? I do is is play golf it's the only thing I do
2: right?
1: and then my dad this past weekend or two weekends ago when he was watching the boys he goes so you don't work out at all and I go I don't just because the fucking shoulder I don't want to irritate it and have to get surgery because all I really care about physically is playing golf and he goes and you still weigh buck fifty five I go
0: yeah well, you're still doing cardio
1: Right. Not at all. Really? I mean, I'll, I'll, I guess hitting balls and carrying yeah. my bag and walking, but no, because then you kind of get a like a you can get like a sloppy body. Oh yeah. You know, like a cardio body.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, I, again, what, the, what what do I fucking care? What am I doing? You right. know? But I uh, go, yeah. But w- that's the thing. Once you know how to eat, like if I would have been eating like this with that knowledge and I guess the discipline and working out like I was from 2016 to 2019, I might have jerked off to myself. <laughs> And I think it's important, more than you do now. Absolutely. I just go back and play audio of myself and go, oh, my God, so right, hot. Right. Because uh, I, I can't imagine that, that like, because that was working out and, you know, being in good shape that way. But I was eating terribly. Mm-hmm. I mean, holy shit, probably like 3,000 plus calories, probably four nights a week. and uh, And not getting great sleep. Now I'm eating properly, but I'm not working out. Yeah. But I regret the working out thing that was religious. I mean, both me and my wife were working out, and she was balls to the wall with it, too. Uh, and I loved it, but I I overdid it. Yeah. I remember when I was benching, and again, weighing 155 and benching 185. For most people, 185 is like a, a warm-up set. I recognize it. You're all tough. It's great. But... You know, when you weigh what you weigh, that's so that's a lot. And again, I was whatever I was forty-three. And I remember feeling like over here, and I'm just like, ah, you gotta get through it. You know, I'm getting ready to, you know, play nine. I was and, about and, to
0: say, like, <laughs> like I mean, what the fuck? What an asshole.
1: Yeah, like so that's what I regret, like to not know. And then to keep doing it, because the tear is so minute that they had to run a contrast. It's a different kind of CT scan than a normal one. The first CT scan they ran, they didn't see it. And then it was still bothering me. And then they took one with a contrast, and then they saw it. And they're like, well, you can get it fixed. It's not bothering you. get a cortisone shot. And ever since then, for the most part, I haven't had any problems. I don't know if in 15 years I'll be like, I wish I would have gotten surgery, I don't know. But then my doctor's like, most people, once they get into their 40s, they have some kind of labrum tear. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: It's just from wear and tear, they just don't realize it. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, they're not throwing up a bunch of weight (laughs) and deadlifting and squats. What were you doing? And I'm going, well, that's how you work out. That's how you work out when you're in your 20s. What are you doing? What were you getting ready for? Yeah. Well, I don't necessarily have the answer.
0: Like Jeremy Allen White getting ready for a Calvin Klein shoot. That's what I was
1: doing. I thought I might be in a Live Magazine's calendar shoot.
0: Here I am looking at another silver lining. I think if, because like you said, like you were deadlifting squats and you're putting up heavyweight low rep. If you're going to get injured on one thing, shoulder might have been the best Because like if you got hurt doing oh, squats my God. with couldn't the lower back. Be. I
1: remember talking to, I know people go, oh my God, there's TJ Moe when we worked uh, with him and obviously worked out and played in the NFL and whatever. Uh, so I'm sure the that- Comments are going to go in a different direction now, but whatever. That's why I was having a conversation. Like, man, I wouldn't fuck with. I don't know if it was squats or deadlift, one of the other. One you just get is injured. Back,
0: yeah.
1: Oh my god. I would have. I used that it, once again, <laughs> conscientious because you're right. It, you know, it could have been worse. Like this doesn't hurt me at all. I yeah. still am able play to play golf, golf yeah. and you know lift up my kids and play with my kids sure. and that. So yes, and and. and Yes, you're exactly like something that will plague me the rest of my life. Considering what I was doing, and I was going. I mean, I'm, I'm, again, for me, and my size, putting up a lot, and my age, I guess, putting up a lot of weight, and running as hard as I was, and I go, and it's, and that's the thing. The rehab guys, like, why were you doing? What were we getting ready for? And then, and then, when we don't have an answer, then radio. there's just like, yeah, radio. <laughs> God, I'm getting ready for war on AM radio. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, look at you. Oh, yeah. This guy's heading to Scottsdale, and he's just in a great state of mind, and it's, it's fun sick. to watch, everybody. It Thank really you. is. Thank
0: you. But it's like if you would have, like, slipped a disc or pinched a nerve in oh, your back. Oh, my God. You're then you're done. You're still dealing. You're you, would, you would deal with that for the rest of your life. Absolutely. buddies who played high-level athletics, and they had back problems, and they had, like, major issues with discs and stuff. To this day, they'll be like, yeah, I'll be sitting at my desk at work. Where I no longer play a sport. And all of a sudden, my back will lock up, and it hurts like hell, and I can't walk. And I have to, like, lie down and get someone to, like, Pick me right. up and like get it right, and it's terrible. And it's ten. they don't, You're it's right. not like they're doing it like while they're like playing basketball. I was playing with fire,
1: and yeah. I, and if anything, I guess I got a lucky break, right? You and, know, and, and, like, and I the, nearly got out of it with nothing. The thing is, because I have something, because I have a terror, mm-hmm. I now don't work out where right. I, I might have gone back and done it. It's like a warning shot, but I, but in January of 21, we're down in Jupiter, and that was the beginning of the six months of euphoria when we lived down there. And uh, my wife would do, she mainly does yoga, but she would also do Orange Theory, which is kind of whatever. I mean, I'm not saying it's not a tough workout. It's it's a different kind of workout. Yeah. It's high rep and tightness intensity. Those are in classes and stuff like that are much right. more Vogue. So I go there and I'm just like, okay, I'll fuck with it because I don't, I want to be down here and I want to just not be like, you know, down there. It's a little different than here yeah. where, you know. in season. <laughs> and so... Uh, I go into one of them and I'm like, I mean, I'm, I'm like curling, like, I don't even know, like 15 pounds. And I'm like, fucking her. It's unbelievable. Cause this happened in 2019 and it was like, that's it. I'm not going to do it. And then I go out to play golf the next day. Uh, and it's, and it's bothering me. I'm like, I just, I can't do it. So it's just the way that it is. It sucks. I did it to myself, but you know, I, I mean, I really do. Some of the shit that I say on here is much of it is obvious word vomit, there are lessons here for people who haven't gotten to these points, whether it be for business or for, you know, this kind of shit where I'm just like, yeah, you can't like Doug would talk about. It, and this is before I got hurt. He goes, yeah, I don't work out because I get hurt all the time. I'm like, OK, whatever. I'm just like, I guess you don't want to work out. And now I get it. And this is just something that kind of happens. Yeah. And so I would say to my wife, who's like working out super hard, I'm going, you're you're going to get hurt at this point. I mean, she's seven years younger than me, but it's it's just the way that it works but there isn't like, there isn't like, you don't get like a text saying, hey, beware. You have now reached an age where you need to, you essentially learn by getting hurt. Unless you can go, if you're just used to working out a certain way, nobody says, oh, you can't do that anymore until you get hurt. And in my case, I guess I'm lucky because while it's a legitimate injury, it's not one that has affected my day-to-day life, at least to date. And I guess we're coming up on Five years of it. Right. But yeah, like if in 15 years you and I are still working together and for whatever reason you're lifting like I was, I'll be like, hey, man, you know, uh, that it's won't, it's coming. Worry. It will be the cat. You're making that promise to
0: me? Uh, I'll I lift, but it's, it's, I'm, I go, I just, it, putting muscle on this frame. My brother tried. No oh, is that good. right? My father tried. No good. Our, our, uh, our genes aren't meant to put on muscle. And I work at a gym now where there's a basketball court. And if I see one pickup game going on, I put down every way and I go right there. Oh I can't gosh, help you know myself. What you like. uh, let
1: me take I haven't looked in the YouTube chat here so far. Uh, let's see. Okay, we don't need hand-by-hand recounts of poker games. Bring in Iggy for a hijack. Uh, it's from Beer Cats. Did I go hand-by-hand?
2: I didn't think so. I don't know,
1: but maybe I did. Uh, please, please, please include Iggy in a future QFTA to discuss business dealings. I don't think I'm going to do that. <laughs> Uh, Don Pepe says last night it was down to just me and one of the, Oh, we do have a recount of a poker hand. Me and one other player out of six. I got queen Jack and figured I'll go all in. This may be the best I'll get. He went in five, 10, both all in five, 10, 10 is on the flop FML. I don't understand the five, 10 play, but I don't know what everybody was stacked. And-, and therefore I don't know what the situation was. Uh, Jonathan Osselman, who I know. Yes, it's Rock Hill. Oh, it's so good. Chuck's Hot Chicken. Mm-hmm. Not a sponsor. No. Not in talks of being a sponsor. I think somehow Ozzie Smith has a tie to it. Nice.
0: Uh, but it is. I just I just miss St. Louis Wing Company really badly. Oh, I
1: love St. Louis Wing Company. But so they, were an, they were an advertiser. Yeah. Uh, my tattoo artist gives you a free tattoo if you eat the hottest sandwich from Chuck's. Let me tell you something. We're fresh off of watching Sydney Sweeney on Hot Ones. I assume you really watched good. it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Sean Evans is an outstanding interviewer. Oh, that's who that is? That's the, yeah, the bald guy. Got He's it. Sean Evans. He's really, really
1: good. Um, And I got a sandwich from Chuck's, and I don't even think I went five. I think I went four. The levels are zero spice, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah. And I look forward to my Chuck's. Oh, my, my jowls begin to, to uh-huh. water. And I'm like, oh ah, I'll get the four. And I took, like, one bite, and I'm like, something's happening. And it didn't even cross my mind, because it's just a sandwich. Something's really starting to happen. Holy shit couldn't do it i'm like yeah. i ruined my chucks experience because so i can't imagine what five would be
0: i i am not like a, a, a i like the slightest bit of spice just to like know it's there but if something is just a little too hot for me it'll ruin ruin it's no longer appetizing to me if it's gonna like just burn my mouth right like, yeah i don't know your the, lips were, uh,
1: i like spicy food but when it gets to a, that
0: point right and there's like a like like indian food i like real like spicy uh, native American. <laughs> This is would be this would be from the country of India. Um, it's your obituary. Yeah, so I'll, I'll deal with the fallout. But uh, like that, like that kind of spice I like. But like, like cracked out, like hot ass chicken, like just like souped up, super spicy. That like doesn't even taste good to me.
1: Like, that's what I'm saying. It's just like you're, you can't even – because your taste buds are a, a blaze. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's, I'm not into that.
1: Uh, KG Notown says chicken out, fire it can be. I mean, 80% of the time it is – and those seasoned fries.
0: Uh, God, that makes me want to get the seasoned fries. Max Max Local Eats. Oh, that's a nice plate too. But those girl. are like fries that I never – they're like potato planks. Like they're like 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 a big rectangle, but they're not like steak fries. It was –
2: Max? Uh-huh. Then they've changed
1: up their fries, if but, that's the case. I went
0: Sunday, and that's what they were serving. They were serving these big planks, and they were delicious. Huh. Really big. It was like a steak fry kind of, like a steak fry kind of thing. It was really good. Interesting.
1: Uh, let's see. Why were you trying to get so swole? Because that, I just, that's just how I worked out. I mean, it, that was the thing. I got to work out today. Mm-hmm. And I did. Every day but Sunday, I think, I worked out. And we didn't have kids. hmm I guess we did, but when we started, we didn't have kids. And it's just, I don't remember my wife saying one time, she goes, can you imagine going back to not working out? And I go, yeah, well, here I am. I'm not. <laughs> and I'm and I'm like so at peace with it, right. you know? But I think if I hadn't figured out the eating thing, which I have because of tracking it, and, and the app I use is MyFitnessPal, and the app I use for my sleep is Whoop, and I wear this Whoop band, and I don't even realize I'm wearing it. I really want my wife to start wearing one to figure out her sleep issue. But she's not interested in doing it. But either way... Uh, I, that's just what we did. That was the form of working out. Cause otherwise I'd just go in there and then I'd be like, okay, what am I going to do today? And then I'd sit there and then I'd fuck around on my phone. That way I went in with a plan. Yeah, totally. And then the real reason was within a month, I actually saw results. I'm like, holy shit, I have abs. I didn't even know that that was live and I'm defined, you know, holy shit. I, and so when you see results, it wasn't addictive. It was just like, I'm going to do this cause I'm going to feel better. And right. if I don't do it, I didn't feel better. But now knowing what I know, had I eaten better and slept better, I wouldn't have needed to work out to feel better. You see Mm -hmm. what I'm saying?
2: Right, right.
1: The eating thing is really, it's step one, but it's, but people love to eat and I understand that. I mean, fuck, I got chucks yesterday, but it really, that's to me that it all goes, like you can work out all you want, but if you're still eating shitty and you're putting in Three thousand or four thousand calories.
0: You're not burning that much. uh,
1: Then you're you're just scientifically not gaining weight. Absolutely, and it's just not going to happen. But it's it's such a weird topic because it's like a real problem, but it's like you can't talk about it, even though it's a significant issue and not really hideable. Uh, Carl Pelker says, "I'd love to watch you squat." Yeah, you would have potentially seen me just blow up my back at some point. I noticed that after the age of 45, I kept uh, lost it. I uh, I, ke- I kept injuring myself with heavy weights. Now I just do low weight, high reps, and that seems to have helped. Absolutely. Had I not torn my uh, shoulder labrum, that's what I would be doing right now. I have a torn labrum, which affects my nerves. Mine is right below my shoulder blade. It sucks. It affects my left hand pretty bad. That's from Don P. Had the same shoulder injury and got surgery in 2022. If it, it doesn't affect your day-to-day, I'd recommend against. The rehab and recovery was very tough. Feel pretty good now, though. That's from RP. That's what I've been told by people who have had it. Yeah. If you Marantz don't need to get it. it. Was Rhea, He had a slap, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, I would go out to see it. And it was in Paletta's office. Great doctors. Uh, right there off of 40, kind of when you're in, getting into Chesterfield. I don't know. And, um, and uh, They're just kind of like, yeah, you don't want to do it. You don't, I mean, if you want to do it, you might guess, but what do you, what do you, what do you, what do you do? I play golf. You don't need to do it. Don't fuck with it. Uh, Let's see. The blinds were so high, we were both down to our last two hands. Okay, well, then that's a different set of circumstances. He's calling a 510. I get it. He wants to go heads up, and he figures you don't have a 5 or 10, even though he knows he's behind. Best case scenario, 60 40, and I'll take my chances there. Nicki Minaj got to get out that powder B. That's from Manchild79 with some snowflakes. Jackson, uh, what's going on with Nicki Minaj?
0: I don't know anything about any powders. I know, I know nothing about that, but I know that her and Meg the Stallion. You call her Meg? Megan, Meg the Stallion, mm-hmm. either way, are uh, going back and forth on some things. So um, she's been in the news a lot recently.
1: So I'm about. aware of that, but I didn't know about
0: yeah, Manchild79's
1: no, allegations. But I consider Manchild79 a credible source.
0: I absolutely do as well. So, you know, I'm not denying, nor am I confirming. Um, but, you know, hate to see two wonderful artists beefing like that, but that's the nature of the game.
1: Uh, Mrs. Jenny Shannon says, couldn't agree more on chicken out being like 80% of the time, 20% of the time. And when it's off, it's bad. Yeah, that's unfortunate. I have had the same thing happen at Chick fil A. Really? So his, never had it there. And I don't, it's like a dried out,
2: yeah, you do
0: a woody breast, right? Isn't that what it's oh, called? Oh, so there's actual, so what, what, what happens woody. there? I think, I think when you're like mass producing chicken, yeah. like we do here, every once in a while, you're just going to get a, like a shitty, it's like a fruit, you know, like yeah, for yeah. every hundred apples, yeah. two of them are going to be terrible. For every a hundred apricots, 50 of them are going to be terrible.
1: Right, right.
0: Um, And that's just kind of, I assume the same way. When you're mass manufacturing Got food like that,
1: it's going to happen. Got it. Yeah, when it's good, it's great. But, yeah, when it's bad, it's real bad. And, by the way, Mrs. Janney Shanahan, I, I just haven't – because the emails, they fall down low in my inbox, and then I forget about it. But it reminds me, Mrs. Janney Shanahan sent me audio of the the show I did with Joe Buck for a week on KFNS 2012, which, therefore, would include our interview with Charlie Sheen, also Wayne Gretzky, Paul Rudd, John Hamm, Troy Aikman, Bob Costas, it's Holy just like shit. it's insane. Yeah. And I had said, I'm like, I think that stuff's lost in the ether forever. And I guess we've got it now. Hell so yeah.
0: Maybe that's that that's goes good skeleton. The, stuff. Ske- skeleton. Great yeah. skeleton stuff.
1: We still got to put Tim McKernan show podcast stuff in the skeleton. Yeah.
0: yeah. Some of the old interviews.
1: Yeah. But there's profanity. So that's the yeah, situation. You listen
0: and yeah, listen and, that's and mark, mark down. That's tough to get every
1: fuck. I mean, sometimes it of gets going. I've done really?
0: With a uh, little Playgerton cursed that much actually i don't think he cursed at what all.
1: about like when me and patty maroon are talking
2: i mean yeah. that's just like yeah well
0: i had to cut the plaguer one it was for the day after oh died, yeah, yeah, yeah. we played the entirety of your interview with him, and i don't think there was like any if all cursing but we have to do our due diligence can't just put some out in the air without listening first so like that night i just listened to it yeah. and if i heard something that needed to be taken out i just write down the time code and then get in the next one and take it out but yeah I mean it's not the most it's not the most fun process because these are long form interviews but (inaudible) it's good stuff
1: Uh, KGN010 says you can't out train a bad diet yep yeah that's but it's like one of those things I don't I never want to to tell people what to do. I just, I feel, cause I don't like when people tell me what to do. So therefore I don't want to do it. So I don't want to, I mean, if people want to ask, I'm happy to tell them, but otherwise it's just like, yeah, I, I know what worked for me. I think it probably would work for a lot of people, but to each their own. It's like when I brought up, which I don't like to do, although you enjoyed the, the chief story from my son <laughs> yesterday, I don't like to bring up my kids. Uh, because, in part, because it's like everybody has them. I mean, most people do, and uh, everybody thinks they're the greatest, and I, I'm aware of that. So I just, you know, pull it back. You know, in an ideal world, nobody would know if, if I had children, but mm-hmm. here we are. Uh, but then the thing that I don't like is when somebody pops up, well, you should do this. And, you should, and I'm just like, hey, fuck off. Right. Like, you're telling me how to raise my kid. Fuck off. What makes you think like You're just like, like not one of the people I would want to like hang with. So that's the reason. So the, I'm conscious of that when it comes to something that is probably even more common hypersensitive issue, which is weight loss. Uh, I guess money can be a hypersensitive. Thing. The thing that Timmy Recap sent in, and it was Dax saying to that uh, podcast host, Green
0: Adam something? Glassman.
1: Glassman, Rick
0: Glassman,
1: uh, that uh, you know, there, if there's one thing I've learned, it's that. Uh, people don't want to hear rich people talk about money. I'm like, boy, he couldn't be more right. And, he, and it wasn't like, and, and Adam was asking him if it was as a, was a Rick, Rick, Rick Rick
0: Glassman. I'm almost positive.
1: Uh, for his own God, and I didn't realize it, but uh, he was asking for his own interest. So is it, was, it, was a, it a true? He was truly, and I guess he had just done the Spotify deal, and so he was trying to. He knew like what X equaled. So if he could find out what Y and Z equaled, then he could figure out what he's making, and yeah. he goes, you're doing, D- Dax is like, you're doing your job by asking. If I were hosting, I would ask. He goes, I just know, he goes, I'll tell you all day once we're off the air, I just know the public doesn't want to hear somebody they perceive as being wealthy talk about increasing their wealth, Right. so therefore, I'm not going to do it on here. I'm just aware of that, and I'm like, oh, God bless. That's, 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 that's a thing, but when it comes to, like, business traits or learning, uh, things where I go, oh, well, this is what I fucked up, or I fucked this up, and I can help people in that capacity because I have learned quite a bit—not because I learned it, but just—and I wouldn't even say trial and error; I would say really a lot of error, yeah. like things kind of that I look eyes, back us, on. Osmosis, yeah, okay. you you do, and then when you're around, like we have this board meeting next Tuesday, and I'm making it turn into like this is like succession, succession. It's not. It's, but I'm like looking forward to it. You know, it's 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 a business I own, but I'm also looking forward. I just can't wait for like knowing the minds that are going to be in the room.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I can't wait to hear them talk. Yeah. You know, like when I have to talk, I'm like, uh, you know, oh, now the moron will talk, you know, but like the rest of them and then talking about and what they want to do and how they want to do this and that. I'm just like, oh, I can't wait for it. Whereas I think a lot of people who are in a spot where like, okay, the board is going to review the financials and this and that, and this, and this is going to be a motherfucker. They don't want to have a board, you know. But I want it because, especially with the people I have who are, you know, part of it, I'm like, this is going to be like a clinic, yeah. you know, yeah. And from, but not just business people, but from other um, areas of, you know, whether it be finance or tech. And, man, I just don't know that shit. Right. I guess I can talk. That's it. I don't really have anything else, yeah. you know. I guess I can putt pretty nicely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I
1: hit the ball fairly decently for a tiny boy.
0: Yeah, you're good off the tee. you out driving me often.
1: That's going to change, though. It's coming.
0: Tee at I And I want, it
1: to, I want it to come because you have passed me, not because I have regressed. you follow me on no, that? No,
0: totally. Yeah, that's what my hope, too. But, I, I mean, I think we both hit the ball pretty far. It's, that is I'm less concerned about. It's distance with the irons.
1: Yeah, Chris Nagel didn't expect it.
0: He couldn't have. One thing, just real briefly on the eating thing, is like, well, I noticed when I kind of changed up my diet this time last year.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're living living—you're living proof right here.
0: Is like, don't like all of a sudden be like, all right, now I only eat healthy. Like, that's not going it's,
1: to. It's not, that's not sustainable. It's impossible.
0: It's but, not sustainable. But even like when you start to make the change, like one thing at a time. Like if you're someone like me, like I have a sweet tooth. Like I like sugar, especially after dinner. That's like a thing I look forward to, whether it be ice cream or candy or something like that. And like you just replace that with like fruit. Which has natural sugars so feed that sugar addiction because that's what it is sugar is addictive and it really helped me like ch- taking an apple or you know peach or banana or something like that and doing that like it satiated that sugar satiated yeah, so kind good. Of satiated that sugar yes. addiction like that craving i had and uh this is good and a lot of water in there and something i always talk about is, is you want to foods with a lot of water in them that make you feel more full while eating less calories.
1: I used to, Jackson, like I'd be like, I'm going to eat healthy. But then at night, I am going to have dinner and just blow it all up after what I did for breakfast and lunch. And then I would come home and I did this and and it was caffeinated too. Caffeine, diet Coke. And then I would pour grenadine in it. Oh
0: God, just because it wasn't sweet enough.
1: (laughs) And then I look at these pictures. You know, we got this you know, I'll, you know whatever. Anna Marie, and it's already like, uh, you know, and then I'd be like, God, I didn't know, but nobody said anything. Right. Like, I'm like, and again, I wasn't like fat, but it was like skinny fat. It's
0: a lot in the face. Always yeah, like, absolutely. That's what I, that's what I always thought. But it's just right. like, God, what a fucking, and, I,
1: and if anything, I kind of wish I would have read that book, the book that still led to me fucking up my shoulder, because that also talked about diet. So I want this stuff. But then there are some people, and I understand they just don't want to know. Like, the ignorance is bliss. And if you're at peace with it, hey, God bless. Like, I really don't give a shit. I'm bald, whatever. Can't do anything about it. I guess I can, but I don't care enough to do anything about it. Uh, and so whatever. And so maybe somebody is heavy and just like, yeah, I don't know. This doesn't really bother me. So whatever. So God bless. That's what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, so, and a lot of it is, too, is like genetics. Like, I just talked about, like, how I love sugar, and that's like bad for you. It absolutely is. DK Metcalf, wide receiver for the Seahawks.
1: Sure, can fly like the wind.
0: Yeah, if you've ever seen a picture of that gentleman with his shirt off, you know that guy, after his meal at night, eats like four bags of candy. He talks about it. I eat Swedish fish, I eat lifesaver gummies all day long. His genetics worked out where that doesn't really affect him at this moment. Um, And he eats like crazy like that, and he looks like he does, 6'4", 225 pounds, he's a monster. So a lot of it is, like, genetic. Some people just are genetically more prone to put on weight, and that's just how it is, and it sucks. But there are little things you can do about it. And if you don't want to, fuck it. Who cares?
1: Uh, In hindsight, I think I just had frozen shoulder along with a labrum, which could have been fixed with rehab. I was in a bad place prior to surgery, though. Couldn't raise my arms. My issue with the shoulder thing when it was bad was sleep. Couldn't sleep. Ooh, Brutal. Tim, are you into WWE? Can't get a read on it. No. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but but I'm not saying that because I'm like, you know, I I was at times. Uh, I have a feeling my older son would love it if we did watch it. I'm just, I'm I'm not. But, I mean, I used to go to sh- shows in St. Louis quite a bit. I mean, not, you know, past when I was in probably grade school. But, uh, yeah, I did love it. I, re- I really did. Like, sometimes it'll be in my feed on TikTok, mm-hmm. and I'll be like, oh, sweet. Yeah, I did love it. But it's, it's not something... Uh, so there, there, there's the read. The read is no. Jackson, I know you already know as well. I will reveal tomorrow on TMA, however I can confirm, Jen is 100% a real female and as cool and cute as the Dickens. That's from Don Pepe. Wow.
0: Appreciate it, Don. Like, I don't think the presses need to stop because a young, attractive female is listening to the podcast don't
1: program. know about the young part.
0: Okay. Well, a cool and cute, cute as the Dickens woman like, like Carl Pelker
1: says PP that's a great tease right there yeah
0: like and that's wonderful and we obviously enjoy people of any gender listening to the program but it's like not the first or last <laughs> it's I, man, listen I'm not gonna be on the show tomorrow so you guys you, you listen tease and do what you'd like yeah and even Jackson, if I was been thinking but, about it care.
1: let me tell you something Here, here's an APB okay I have been wanting to work with a like what what I, the appearance is irrelevant, but what Don Peepee's saying about Jen, she's as cool as the Dickens. I have been wanting to do that throughout my career. Maybe subconsciously it's Sternian,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: then I'm like, oh now I'll have more cover if I but I don't really feel like I feel like at this point, like if you're listening to this show, TMA or this show, to hate. You're like you're like a masochist, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, because it, because again, it doesn't just like pop up. Like even right. if we were on KFNS, I would understand it more. Yeah, it's just like ah, oh, it's a sports. Day. What are you guys doing? Right, right. But at this point, for as long as it's been around, and then if you're like searching it out on an app or YouTube or HD two, I mean, holy shit, you're really like looking to yeah, hate. Totally. So I don't feel like so. Therefore, in the re, why is that relevant to what I'm talking about? It's relevant because. Like, who's going to take you out as somebody who's waiting for you to fuck up? And mm-hmm. they're like, okay, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. So therefore, I need the cover of having a female. But I don't really feel like I say that shit. And I'm really like, hey, I'm out to pasture, married, two kids. It's been great. Still pro strip bar and lesbianism and threesomes and everything. But I, you know, I, I know where I am at this point And I'm very comfortable and happy with where I am, which would have been different like 15 years ago, for example. But still, I would love to find, like, uh, I don't care what the age is and I don't care what the appearance is, but somebody who can, like, run in this offense, so to speak. Don't need to run the offense, but can play in this offense. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Totally. Like, uh, who was it? I think Jeremy Rutherford was saying it off the air when he was in studio on Balloon Party. He goes, I listen to the show. My buddies listen to the show, and they can't believe like, how fast you guys are and i'm going oh you think balloon party's fast <laughs> yeah. like imagine like tma's like you yeah. know balloon party 10x Yeah. as far as like so that's the thing you got to be able press. to you got to play quick you got to be able to take shit you can't let it like wreck you psychologically so if somebody knows that that person please send them my way for real you could be the next jackson burquette
0: yeah and what a life that would be see yeah totally no, like, so I don't know.
1: I don't know. I, listen, I don't. Oh, you know, she's not good looking. No, nobody gives a fuck.
0: We're talking about like adding a different perspective to a show.
1: Well, I'm just. I just. I, yeah, I would like. I've. I've just wanted that uh, for a long time. Actually, was very close to happening at one point, but uh, that's just, just. Just. I have never. I don't think I've ever like put it out there. And again, I kind of like this. This show is different than TMA and Balloon Party. This is. You're not you're not watching and listening to this show if you're full on hating me. You might be a little obsessed with some I want to see him fail hate, but not like the I don't even know
0: the hate listen is so odd to me. Like I can't but even, like to like
1: hate listen to this.
0: Yeah, but I can kind of get the to...
1: hate listen to TMA to an extent, and like the people who just can't wait for it to go away for whatever fucking reason. As I said to you. Maybe a week or two ago. Whenever we decide, okay, that's enough on the balloon party thing. Yeah. Oh, well, they got fired. Right. You know. I mean, it's a it's a promise. And I guess maybe that would happen with the timber Or not this with the uh, with TMA. Uh huh. Got fired. Like like it's just the way it is. Like there's it's just like okay. I've already lived through it with the television thing, and I'm like, you really think I got fired? Oh yeah. I mean, we kind of know you got fired. I'm like, but I didn't. Okay, we understand. You don't want. To. I'm like. I really didn't get fired. Like, no bullshit. I really didn't get fired. Okay. Like, I'm telling you, deep down, like, if Doug had about $1,000, because we worked together, I think he would bet that I got fired. Like, that's, like, kind of like the common, but that's four or five years into a television career, and nobody was really leaving TV to do radio at that time. Now, nobody's really doing TV unless Mm -hmm. you're, you know, been doing it for a long time and are older. So I just kind of accept that that's the deal. That you have people who want to see you fail. It, I, in in a way, as weird as it is, it's a good thing. Right. Is kind of fucked up as that is the case. Uh, that's the truth. Yeah. So I accept that. Um, but yeah, I would like to have. Yeah. Somebody, because on TMA for a number of years, you had. It was, it was when I was out, and then Joe would run point. A lot of people would bitch, but it, it still Joe knew how to run the show, so it was fine. And people just bitch because that's what goes on on the show and has gone on the show forever. It's part of the show, fine. Um, and then Charlie became more active with the show. Charlie'd run point, be fine, and then Jennings, and be fine. Well, now we don't have as deep of a bench. That's mm-hmm. just the reality, because KG Town is great, but KG Notown isn't a guy who comes in and runs point, and then if you're running point, then something else is going to suffer. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like I want to help continue to cultivate right. the program. Totally. You know what I mean? That oh, makes total sense. Because Doug and Iggy... Aren't going to be doing this. They like I don't know if I'm going to be doing. It. I don't know how long I'm going to do it, but I can promise you, Doug and Iggy aren't going to be doing it ten years from now. Right. And there's a good chance that Doug and Iggy aren't doing it five years from now. So if that's the case, then you know, let's continue to because because Jay was going to be here full time. I don't know if that how things would have played out now, knowing what I know with what wound up happening with the economy, advertising wise for everything. This wasn't like a TMA thing or even a St. Louis thing. This was across the board in July if that still would have happened. But that was the plan. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that. And then once Jay passed away, it was the plan for KG and O-Town. But having Jay in, Beth, you know. So good, oh, he's just great. And it's it's just not a, oh, he's dead, so now let's talk great th-. It's just were you saying just, this one? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I mean, Doug, you know, who never talks about the show. Have I told this or is yeah, it? Yeah, I have. Okay, so it's safe to say because I'm like, oh. Fuck! Edit this out. Oh shit, we're on YouTube. Yeah. Can't edit it. No, you said it. Before. Okay, Doug said, uh, and this was, you know, and he said the shows because Doug never talks about the show. it doesn't. I don't really. thus I'm doing this, uh, you know, the show, and it was just me and him sitting in a room. And sometimes we're just not talking. Not because like we're mad. It's just like we're doing other shit, and we it don't like all feeling the time on Bloomberg. Oh, we're not talking? Well, we're just sitting in right. the, in the and break. It's not like, and it's just... oh, I guess I got to ask Jackson, you know, how his golf swing is or right. how his girlfriend is. Right. Just sit there. Once you're comfortable with somebody, you can be comfortable in silence, I guess is the best way 1, to thousand describe percent. it. Okay. So, uh, Doug, out of nowhere, goes, you know, I think the show is at its best, or the show is never better. than you know, It's me, you, and, and Jay. And I go... <laughs>
2: Look at this. And
1: because he hardly talks about things, it, like, carried so much weight. Yeah, totally. You know? Totally. And I'm like, huh. All right. Noted. (laughs) (laughs) And we were back at the 920 Studios, I remember, and I'm just like, all right, you know. And I mean, I'm like, yeah, I love when Jay is in. The thing about Jay, when I started working with him, as we talked about a week or two ago, is he was not that guy when he was at KFNS at that time because he was working there full time and just... I don't know, for whatever reason, just wasn't, you know, Mm -hmm. enjoying it, I guess would be the best way to say it But when he came in here or when we were on KFNS or I guess 922, uh, he didn't, he felt like he was dropping by the show that he listens to anyway and he didn't have to listen to management or I guess I was management and so he could just fuck off. Yep. And, it was great. Oh, my God. And then the TMA Lives were essentially the Jay Randolph Jr. show.
0: Totally. You know? and as they showed like, because he was he was holding court. Yeah. Yeah. And That's
1: he joking. just was so fucking gregarious. Yeah. He loved it. And it was so great because we hated him, you know?
0: <laughs> it's true. It was oh a nice counterbalance. God.
1: You know, holy shit. But we had to do him. So it's like, okay, i will do trivia. <laughs> but let's get Jay up here, oh, you know. Yeah.
0: Well, making those. Yeah. Oh, my God. Setting those things up.
1: Holy shit. Uh, yeah, well, I'm bringing up Jay because it's his... Uh, his he'd be 55 bills 55. today. 55 bills today. Oh, man, uh, Let's see what I got. Sup with that cake, though. Respectfully, of course. What's going on here? I see Manchild 70s talking cake.
0: And Nicki Minaj. Talking about Nicki Minaj. Oh, uh, is Next that what we're talking about? Is there
1: something going on?
0: No. She's got
1: it. Well, I know she's... certain Both of them do, but mm-hmm. is insinuating that it's not... Authentic? Is that what's going on?
0: That insinuation's been going on for oh, is a long really? time. Yeah. I don't
1: monitor those chats, so I don't know.
0: Yeah. No, that insinuation for Nikki. For least, both? For Nikki. I don't know about Megan the Stallion, uh, but um certainly for Nikki have been going on for a long time. Uh She's been a very prominent rapper now, going on fifteen or plus
1: years. Introduced to the world by Ludacris?
0: Wayne, I thought. She was young money. I think
1: I think the bigger baptism was. God, I could be off on this, and I and I'll recognize. Listen, this 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 may not be where I am. I'm trying to think of. There was a music video. I think it was Ludacris, and then she was kind of doing a little girl girl with Ursher. Mm, yeah, and I think she does dig that, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yeah. But
1: uh, which is great to hear, as you might imagine, I come down on that side of it. Was it my chick? Bad,
0: my chick bad, and then bad.
1: but there were th- there were three females who came in, in the video. I feel like, and so she was just like kind of in in my mind, just kind of like one of like the you right. know we're stopping by and we're gonna show another music video girl, but I think she she clearly had like you see, and you're just like okay I don't know who the fuck that is but she you we're gonna see more of her and I had no idea who else she was so there's a possibility,
0: I don't know. I'm getting I'm reading here that. She was discovered by Lil Wayne and then signed with Young Money. Um, that's what I'm seeing. I
1: wish Doug moment. was here to tell me when my chick bad came out.
0: Right, um, but that, I, I always I always thought of like her and Drake coming up at the same time with Young Money and Lil Wayne.
1: Because I mean, if you go back to Ludacris, God, that's
0: 2010. I would have thought it was further yeah, back she, than she, that. Yeah, she, no, she, she's definitely before that. She released but. her first mixtape in like '04, so, so she might have. That might be the case, but I think Wayne discovered her first as he was want to do yeah, as he was young young money yeah young money cash money very mm. good days
1: uh let's see uh nikki was introduced by gucci main then signed a little one that's Manchild child 79.
0: Mm. That makes sense. Gucci Mane's discovered a lot of artists, especially out of Atlanta, his hometown.
1: Jackson, any opinion on Jeff Goodman going after the guy who made the Ed Cooley documentary?
0: Yeah, I don't understand. I don't know
1: what the situation is.
0: Uh, So this guy made the Ed Cooley Providence documentary. It's like a nameless account on Twitter, made this. And then apparently Jeff Goodman sent some really rough DMs to this person, like threatening him. And I think Goodman been let go from other outlet he was on oh is that right i think he was an outsider maybe that sounds right i can't i've been trying to follow it and i just don't understand it so i don't know i know portnoy's got involved somehow i don't know i don't know i, I wish i i wish i knew more about it um but i don't i don't i, don't, I, don't, I wasn't even like i didn't read the line why
1: is there an ed cooley documentary
0: i don't know i really i, I like i said like i wish i providence had of
1: georgetown yeah yep
0: yeah. I, I i have no idea I,
1: Did he do something? Was, that I think not, it was like
0: a Big East documentary. Okay. I think it was more about the Big East and Providence. And they
1: hate him in Providence now. He just coached there for the first time since going to Georgetown this past weekend, right?
0: right? Replacing uh, Pat Ewing, who had a wonderful tenure as uh, the Hoyas coach.
1: They were very patient.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, the greatest player in their history, you know? Like,
1: Oh, so he was there from 2011
0: to 2023? Holy shit. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, he was there forever. I mean, he gave him a great run.
1: I don't know. Yeah. I, you never know with the coach's exits. It
0: can be. It's almost like you, when you get when you're there for so long. It's like what's gonna get you to leave, and you go to a Big East rival, right? But then they got Kimmy, so seems like a win-win.
1: And he's doing well.
0: Doing great. Loved it, and I loved seeing
1: that. I know. I love seeing that. And I was. This I, is an anti-Dennis Gates comment. Never. I was high on Kim English for that process. So was
0: I. So was I. And I, I you know, what made me the most because like, I was already such a big fan, but when he, because he had options after one, uh, one of his years coaching at Tennessee to maybe get a head coaching job, he's like, "No, I'm going to stay under Rick Barnes for another year, a great no. coach, and continue to learn."
1: You can do that when you're in your 20s or early 30s. So, yeah,
0: exactly. And then and then take the job at George Mason, and then continue to ascend. And I think he'll ascend all the way to big power.
1: Field. Yeah, I wonder where he, I wonder where he's going to wind up. I
0: hope I I hope that Dennis Gates is very successful and also moves up, and then Kimmy could come to Missouri. That would be an ideal situation for me.
1: Um, all right. Uh, let's see what I got. Uh, Jock Whore. This is like somebody who's just using a different name, I guess. Because uh, I've never seen Jack Whore. What's the best St. Louis sports radio show of all time other than TMG, TMA? Well, I don't know if many people would say that it's TM, the morning grind, morning after. You know what I mean? Right. Right. I don't even. I call it a sports radio show. I mean, I guess. I don't know.
0: There's don't no think. real way. It. It's. I, I hate genre. I, I another take here. I don't like waffle fries. And I hate genres.
1: Yeah. I just. I just don't worry about categories. I no. don't really care. It's, but whatever. I, but. But I mean, for the purpose of the question, Shanahan show on KSAP. I don't know what that is. Brendan Shanahan's show on KSP. If that's the case, Jack Clark's Flame Run, which lasted two weeks. Jack Clark was on KF&S for a while. He did like a show at six p.m. Oh man. Um. Yeah, I know. Uh, I, don't, I mean, to me, the answer is, the. I mean, but nobody knows whoever provided the highest return on investment. Right. I mean, that's the answer. Right,
0: because there's no other way to keep score. That, because
1: that's subjective. Yeah, because everything right. else is going to be subjective. Sub-
0: totally.
1: Because there are plenty of people who are certainly older and conservative, and I'm not saying like politically, but like socially conservative, you know, who would never say TMA. Um. So, and and I don't really want them to. It's not for them. I don't want to appeal to that audience. If we start appealing to that audience, I'll go, oh shit, you know? Something, we did something wrong or I was visited by the Holy Spirit. That's the only way that that can happen.
0: I'd be really curious to be in the next morning after you get visited by the Holy Spirit. I would I would be surprised. And you like come for a variety in and of reasons. scold me about the links I sent. <laughs> get this filth off my laptop. Well, I, I, I somehow
1: morals have like gotten into like what you read and discuss and that's really that's not my understanding of what morals are.
0: No, it's what you do.
1: It's it's like and it's like this act. this like 21st century American version of Christianity. It's just been like hijacked and like, I studied this shit. I went to Catholic school and then Jesuit education. I'm like, I don't know what this shit is that we're talking about, but this isn't the Christianity that I learned. This is what the fuck, Yeah. you know, but whatever. Anyway, <laughs> uh, it's not for them anyway. Right. Um, and I'm so grateful. I ca- I can't tell you because that's who I'm going to butt heads with. And to not have to deal with that, I mean, I guess we do theoretically a little bit, you know, but to not really care, yeah. oh, so liberating. Yeah. It, it really, and I haven't worried about it in a long, long, long time. And trust me, when I go down or whenever it'll be, they'll be the first ones like, see, I told you, you know, right. he talks right. about sex. Uh, but fuck off. Doesn't matter, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I'm trying to th- I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think you'd have to talk about Frank Cusimano's show. I would think you'd have to. Right. I mean, when it's been on that long, yeah. and minus the three years of 920, I think he's been on kf that whole time, I think. Um, I think the Fastlane would have to ha- be in that conversation for 15 years now.
0: Since the inception of 101. I right? mean, I
1: realize it's been a different cast. It's not the same group. I don't know who started. Randy Car- Carriker certainly was on it at the beginning. Totally,
0: yeah. That's, that's was it DeMarco like, Farr and Chris Duncan? Certainly. I bet it was DeMarco. Maybe Duncan joined a little later. Writer, would have all these But answers. I would
1: say that has to be in there. Um, I guess Sports Open Line, if you want to talk about shows that have had different hosts. Yeah. I don't know. Like, if you were to ask... I mean, what an awful question, by the way. You're, like, looking for material. But, like, you know... Like there was a column. This is this is good. Here's a little. I know I've never told this story. I don't know how the fuck I would arrive at telling this story. But a few years ago, Dan Caesar wrote a column. <laughs> This is so good. It's perfect. It's perfect for this audience too. Uh, he wrote a column and I it was just yet another column on KFNS. You know, it's like now that Zobrist owns it, I think he owns it anyway. Uh, and, you know you know, it, 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 it's like, it, 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 therefore it isn't, you don't have what we used to have with weekly KFNS columns for whatever reason.
0: Yeah. Coincidence.
1: Thank you. Um, and obviously we're here, and you know. Yeah. Uh, so, like, the gossip stuff has somehow gone away. What changed? Uh, that there was a column toward the tail end of that time period in which Dan Caesar wrote something along the lines of, you know, when it comes to, you know, the biggest name in the history of St. Louis sports talk radio, it's up for debate. And he listed a bunch of names and dead serious. I'm dead serious. I mean, I couldn't, as you can imagine, I couldn't fucking care any less. If we want to worry about anything, I'm, all, I'm worried about my my income. Mm-hmm. And ideally the group with whom I work, that's where I, that's, that's it. That's other, other than that's like when I talk to my son, I'm like, he was looking at something that was political that was on our television a couple nights ago. And I go, I don't know.
2: <laughs> I go,
1: I'm worried about your mother and your brother and you, and I've been through, you know, this president and this president and this president. And when it gets down to it, for the most part, it doesn't really matter all that much. Yeah. It's something a lot of people fill their time with arguing about. Right. I wouldn't spend any time worrying about it. Because right. I remember I was watching a President Carter versus Reagan uh, debate. I mean, holy shit. I don't remember it. Yeah. But I remember that that's who was debating. It was 1980, and I, I was three. I mean, what the fuck? And I, and I guess I just liked the way Jimmy Carter looked for some reason. I go, peanut I, farmer. I like... I like him. And my parents go, oh, God. <laughs> so I never with especially my kids, I don't go. Yeah, yeah." especially in the house I grew up in. Yeah. But I'm just like, yeah, it, it, here's the deal. It didn't get a matter. And don't say anything about either one of these guys to anybody. You know, you already experienced the fucking chiefs thing. Imagine if you started espousing Donald Trump or Joe Biden takes. Yeah. Holy shit. So don't worry about it. It ain't going to matter. You're going to hear a lot about it. It's stupid. And this whole thing is stupid. That's what I would tell you. What was I talking about? Oh, uh, this column. And it listed like the, 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 you know, it's up for debate. Is it really? I mean, are people debating this like in a barbershop somewhere? Who's the best St. Louis? You know,
0: in the but, darkest, darkest <laughs> corners of the metropolitan area, like the seedy underbelly. That's where these conversations are. Oh, Human Reddit threads.
1: Um, oh, somebody said it was Rammer, Randy, and DeMarco.
0: Wow, okay. nice. That's
1: Kwame the IV, one of the most wonderful names in this. Um, they listed names. My name was included. Whatever. Wonderful. Huge moment for me.
0: Yeah. Did you get a plaque? I did. Caesar Awards? <laughs> the Caesar Awards. You probably won. That isn't me. a bad idea for to do, actually.
1: I don't think it would be me. I think it would be Joe Buck Kevin Slayton, okay. right. and then it might, I then I'd be live yeah, yeah, in that bronze. in that mix. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> like I, I believe Martin wasn't included. Okay, but Hadley was. <laughs> 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 and there's a group wow. text that says so much oh without God. saying anything. There was a group text. You know that like it it isn't as active as like my guys I play golf with. It's right. like I like have on mute because it's just uh, it's yeah. it's it's, it's constant. And yeah. it's not to say I don't enjoy it. It's just like if it, if I let it go, like, I, like,
0: doing radio, you don't right. want your phone going off times a hundred times.
1: Uh, so there's that, and then um, a couple others uh, that I just because they're so active that right. I just have, on yeah, mute. have to. But this one is like one I know. Martin obviously Martin's in it. I can't remember probably Cat maybe producer Joe Frank might I don't know. It's 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 amusing. It's usually Martin is the the
0: Yeah, instigator. Brings it up. <laughs> and this,
1: I think that's what it was. Somebody needs to pull that column, and it's like, and it's got nothing to do with. Because as I've said. The audience, the audience was dead on on the Dan Marshall thing, which was made that whole process so peaceful. Mm-hmm. The audience was not dead on on what we went through in 2016 to 2021, and I don't know how or why that happened. All I know is that's the case, and that made it difficult because I'm like, hey, over here, mm-hmm. you're, you're, in the, you're you're missing the, the, the obvious.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, the fuck? And that's not to say that John Hadley himself would even say that he had a great run running KFNS. I would imagine he would acknowledge it didn't go real well. I would imagine. I don't know. But whatever, neither here nor there. I'd like to also think that John Hadley himself would say, yeah, if you're listing like the five or ten most prominent sports talk hosts in St. Louis radio history— you know I'm kind of like eh, I mean I'm, I guess it's nice of you to say I don't think too many people would say that about me I've got like a, this little thing that has worked that's weird but it's not really sports so but John I think would say yeah I probably don't belong and then if you are like Martin Kilcoin to me anyway you know is sports one of the most talented people, and he's been around for a while. Right. I don't know. So, like, for that, to, for that, for that, for Martin not to be there and John to be in there, yeah. it was just like, Perfect oh, God, storm. just let me just sit back and just <laughs> read away. Yeah, popcorn <laughs> gif. And popcorn gif. Martin, Martin's email exchanges with Hadley, and then there was one meeting, and I think you weren't there. It always sucks that you weren't there. I mean, it's good for you. <laughs> right. But uh was... I mean, there was one email that was sent on Sunday, and I think it was Hadley and Dave Green going back and forth. And I can't even remember, like I think Hadley was bitching about sales and the, and it just so happens that we had just set a sales record. And Dave made sure to let him know that.
0: <laughs> would bet that be the first line'd be the subject line.
1: <laughs> but then I feel I feel like Martin got involved. And that's the thing. Martin was always like, that's Martin Kilcoin's music. <laughs> like he wasn't involved, but then he'd get involved. And then there was a meeting. And, you know, we're in that little area. I know the audience doesn't know, but we're in the little area where the studios are now. And that's where the meeting was. And and it's like, let's get everything out right here. But the thing is, nobody really, few people, I mean, maybe like three people, like truly had a situation, like maybe me, Doug, and Martin, me and Frank probably, were in a spot where, you know, we weren't going to get, you know, for for whatever reason, you Mm -hmm. know, uh, we were safe, and but you also kind of you you run a juice squeeze analytic, and it's like it doesn't matter what you say, nothing's gonna cheat. So you don't. Yeah. Well, Martin doesn't fucking care. Yeah,
0: that, that juice squeeze <laughs> doesn't matter. Fuck off. <laughs> Same I'm
1: say. And so he like goes, I don't know, I don't even know what the hell he said, but he just like. I mean, I can't believe that. The, like, it was essentially—it was like the Dukakis Bush skit on Saturday Night Live, where you know Dana Carvey's doing the George Bush impression. Not gonna do. it. Thousand <laughs> points of Uh, Mr. President. You still have uh, ninety seconds left. <laughs> well, as I said, not gonna do it. Thousand <laughs> points alive. Stay the course. Okay, Mr. Dukakis, and they cut to cut to John Lovitz. You know playing the role of Michael Dukakis, and he goes, I can't believe I'm losing to this guy. <laughs> <laughs> and that's essentially where I was. I'm just like, I-, I can't believe this is going on, but it's my life, and I've got, you know, 1,1102 1, days left. you marking <laughs> yeah, them on your, be- on your yeah, bedside table. Yeah, exactly. And I'm just like... In Shawshank. It is what it is. Yeah. Fuck, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Nobody would ever believe it, but I've said that, like, for the last 15 years, so fuck, here's just to throw another three more on it. But Martin... Martin, I think, was more like, you know, what the f- what is the f- what is this? <laughs> you know? I mean, well, I can't believe that this is going on. I can't believe that, and that made it super entertaining. And so then it'd be like when when I was getting hazed as a pledge at the Sigma Chi house, which could be rough. But also sometimes guys would get off really good lines in the midst of, like, tearing somebody apart. Mm-hmm. And then if you were to break...
0: Yeah, a voice crack or something. Oh, my
1: God. Yeah,
0: no, it's good stuff.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, one time we were given an answer <laughs> at, like, what's supposed to be the most sacred time mm-hmm. or one of the most sacred times It's nonsense. Uh, and I was, like, I guess I was on the other side. I was on the active side. I don't know why I was participating but I did it just to like kind of amuse myself because I knew I could get these pledges to to break. Right. But then I knew I'd be w- working with somebody who was taking it really seriously. So then it was like setting them up. I was doing the same shit I'm doing from seven to 10, getting the ball to Doug and letting him hit the shot when I was handling initiation week at the Sigma Chi house in Columbia, Missouri. And I got a guy who couldn't take this stuff more seriously. And I know if I just say one little thing or the pledge, you know, who is on the verge of getting initiated is going to Giggle, and it's gonna send (laughs) the guy I'm working with into a fucking. He's raging, and I'm sure he's so fucked up, he doesn't even know his name. Yeah, but that's the sacred element of this stuff,
0: right? That's the key to it.
1: And he gets up, he goes, That's (laughs) passport. He he starts pissing in a cup, Jesus. (laughs) screaming while I'm just smoking a dart. Oh my god, and then at that point, now they're laughing, and then it's making him even angry. I'm like, This is the greatest. You're probably, I couldn't be happier with it. Couldn't be. This is also, this is an excuse to get laid and do drugs while we fuck around and graduate from the zoo and then I have to work at Enterprise or Edward Jones. That's essentially what we're doing here.
0: And it's reigned true 20 years later. Oh my God. I can't take it seriously.
1: It's tough. There's no brotherhood here. Everybody's fucking everybody. So that was my form of entertainment. How that was relevant to what we were talking about, I have not the slightest idea. But if you were to ask the question of best poorest star, I don't know. It's because it's so subjective. Uh, who has made the most money? That would be an interesting one. Um, who has brought in the most advertising revenue? That would be an interesting one. And I would say the answer to that, that is your answer. That's how I view it. Yeah. Yes. Because, because if you say the best show... You get somebody who is, like, seriously, like, well, it's obviously the morning after. I mean, 20 years and, you know, it's been on random places in order for it. And, I mean, holy shit, it's, that's the And then you have people like just, like, die right there. Or they they <laughs> go, oh, my God, you're not going to say Bernie Miklas or Frank right. Cusimano or Andy Carriker, you know, or Tom Ackerman or something like that? And i maybe leaving somebody out. I want to make it clear it's not in enti- I don't know. I don't know. Sure. Like- um, so... Because it's, it's subjective. That's what I'm trying to say.
0: I've I've gone, this has been like a major, like, I no longer, like, because I'm into movies, people often say, like, oh, what's your, that's the five best movies of all time. I no longer, I, I refuse to do it. I thought I, I got you to do it, like, last week. I'll give you my five favorite. I'll give you my five favorite. Ah. My five oh, yeah, best is. But that's, because that's right. the thing. It's, yes.
1: So if you ask somebody their favorite show, and you asked them in 2024, we might wind up being live. Right.
0: Right. But that and that's not and that is like But if you ask per- people's
1: favorite host, I wouldn't win that. I don't think. I don't think so, even though I'm kind of a necessary part of the thing. So- I don't know if I would I would be people's like favorite because I'm not likable or <laughs> relatable. <laughs> but the reason why it works is cuz you have somebody running a show who doesn't really care meaning care what others like, Well, what the people are going to be like? Oh, you shouldn't say that, right? Crowd, because right. that that frees us up. Like, if you have a if you have TMA with someone who isn't willing to bring up like awkward slash uncomfortable shit, then you never have Doug Vaughn reactions, right? Which is really like
0: it's kind of a, yeah. that's
1: the whole that's like the gym looking at the camera of the office. Like right. you n- kind of need it, mm-hmm. even though you might not realize how necessary it is it's until you don't rhythm. have it. It's key of the rhythm. That's what I'm saying.
0: It's key of the rhythm.
1: Now, I want to make it clear. It's not like we choreograph. I mean, mm, obviously we choreograph, but I mean, it's not like we're, there's even an awareness on this. Even though we did have the one meeting, this was a 1380 Above the Sex Shop. This was great. The cat always talked about how this guy had like a spaghetti stain on his shirt, <laughs> and he came in to tell us, every show needs a deer, a dork, and a dick. And we're just like, huh? He goes, and you guys got it.
0: Like, so what like what was he like he wasn't saying anything. So it who
1: who was what? Think play play the game. Who was
0: Doug was the dork? I don't know what was like what's it like a deer?
1: Like, like oh the like like you'd be a deer. Okay. Like not the animal, but like a deer, D E A R.
0: Oh. Yeah. Okay. Like yeah. okay, so Doug's like a deer.
1: Right. Does that make you the dork? I would think it's pretty obvious who but, the dick is.
0: Oh, you're the dick. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay, and then I'm certainly doing... not
1: the deer. We can, re- we, we can all agree on that.
0: So I've heard you guys say that for the longest time. Oh, I swore it, it, on my life. Absolutely... I thought it was D-E-E-R. I was like, what the fuck is... Like, what's the...
1: I, we probably thought that in the moment, I thought too. it was like a deer
0: in the headlights. No, so that's no, why no. I went Doug. I mean, maybe like, I'm
1: wrong. I don't know. He didn't like break down his spelling. He just... We're just like,
0: okay. It's the worst formula I've ever heard, by the way. And it's just not... Well, yeah. I mean, well, if have, it, well, if you have it, four it, people. It,
1: you have people who get into consulting who don't really have... Because yeah. it always gets back to money. It just it's, it is, and it's and and I guess maybe it sucks that, that that's it, but that is it. The moment this show is costing more than it's bringing in will be the moment the show is over, and that's it. Meryl Streep, Devil Wears Prada, that's all. There's nothing else to talk about. Mm-hmm. That's it. And and, and 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 so if you kind of know, like it's the moment I stop breathing, I'll be dead. You are just kind of like, okay, that's that's the air. The air is the dollars. Mm-hmm. So you can say, well, that's bullshit. You got fucked. That's fine. Then if you'd like to form a company and start advertising, then maybe you can do something about it. Otherwise, you can just bitch about what you miss and who you miss or you love the show. Be my guest. If enough people did, there'd be enough advertising dollars and the person or the show would be around. That's the game. Complain all you want. I've actually done it. I've signed people's checks! (laughs) That's my Don LaGreca.
0: Is that the one who talks about having a fabulous head of hair? Yeah, that's right. In the top ten podcasts in the world. He
1: is doing that as a bit, right? No way. But
0: well, I mean I think it's all plays into the New York Radio thing is like
1: I thought he was I thought it was like I thought that for sure was a
0: I think it probably was, but like I all I think like there are all of those guys outside of a few like whole persona is to be you know like Oh yeah, well this doesn't bother me, but let me do a 5 minute rant about how it does bother me. That's always the thing. It's like I don't really care, but like and then go off on like a 5 minute tangent about how much you give a fuck. Seems to be the model up there, but <laughs> hey, they probably make a ton of money. So uh, I don't know uh, some that. of them, some of them absolutely some of them. do. Some of yeah, but Michael K is like yeah,
1: like if you're it. on drive, and I bet Carton's killing it.
0: If you're drive time on WFAN or the ESPN station up there, either afternoon or morning drive, you're probably doing pretty well. Uh, yeah, I,
1: I don't know if I would oper- I don't know if I would operate in absolutes on that. I don't because I mean, again, if you say in St. Louis dollars, you go holy shit. Right. You say New York dollars.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you might it be It like, yeah, and you, can, you, can, you
1: can live in, yeah, that's what I say. You can maybe live in Jersey. Yeah, you'd be bridging tunneling. You're bridge and tunneling. That's But then exactly it, costs, right. it
0: costs money to, like, if you want to, like, drive to New York, and obviously you can get, like, the pass thing to get through some of the tolls and bridges and stuff, but it's, like, 40 bucks to, like, get from, like, you know, like Hoboken or something to, like, across the river and get into manhattan no. like it's it's expensive like no. 40 bucks a day times that by how many days you work it's insane much yeah.
1: less like when you're going out to lunch and it's like totally holy
0: shit it's, it's like once you're in the city it's like i, I might as well stay here for the rest of the day i'm
1: telling that was my whole thing i'm like well if we're gonna move here then let's live in manhattan yeah and then i remember when i called to say i'm not taking the job and, you know nobody ever showed me a place i didn't know where we were going we just got somebody to show us around I'm like oh my god you got to like look in the suburbs i'm like how would I know? Right. I mean, I've I mean I've been here a few times, but I don't know my way around. Sure. You know. And then yeah, Hoboken then- or like nobody worked at SNY lived in Manhattan. I don't think I mean not nobody. Most of the but- Knicks
0: don't live in the city? Is that right? Well, they practice up in upstate like. In New York State proper, like they don't practice in the city, right? So it's like, why would I yeah. drive? Uh, yeah, then I from bet the, the Giants city. and Jets don't because no, they're no over. They're no over way. in Secaucus. I bet some. I
1: bet think, some. Do. I bet some. No, you, East Rutherford. Yeah, East Rutherford. Yeah, yeah, there's a stop in Secaucus on your way there from uh, from Manhattan. So I don't know. I, yeah, they, they, that that's that's a that's the thing. If you're if you want to like be making great money and live in New York City, you you, you kind of got to be in a spot of seven figures for the combined household if you
0: like really want to be like to like yeah because i have friends who live there and And so in
1: 2007 talking to my buddies who were from st louis but lived in jersey and there were a few who lived in manhattan they worked at mtv and have gone on to direct some super bowl commercials so they done well for themselves uh but the guy there's like yeah you gotta it's gotta be minimum half a million if you're gonna be living in the city i mean man i gotta be making half a million to live in downtown st louis
0: you could probably own a section of it. <laughs> you could maybe buy this. that building. Yeah. It's yeah. been going the one that Santa uh, sits on.
1: That's correct. Where he sits uh, for the Polar Express, which I witnessed yet again.
0: All right, Jackson, that's
1: going to do it. That's it. You're gone. You sure? I'm, I mean, I got. I'm trying to meet with Tommy. Okay. If you're not I'm looking some at something and I got to remember what time I'm doing it as. Oh, fuck. Um, right. So, yeah. All right. Cool. Maybe. You wanna, if you want to stay in here, like, bring a guest in.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Off you go to Scottsdale, Arizona. Nonstop flight too. Of course. Why wouldn't it be?
0: It wasn't supposed to be. What a deal? It was like during like. Want to brag here? Oh but, uh, boy. Southwest had like a fifty percent off sale. Wow. Like in here we go. S- Mid September, late October, mm-mm. Mm-mm. early October, mm-mm. Mm-mm. and uh, yeah, got kind of snagged a hundred dollar flight, hundred bucks, oh, and it was originally had a connector in Dallas, but that got canceled, so a hundred dollar. One way flight wow. to Phoenix. That's bill, a like, bill. God bless. The way home was not bad either. So I got really lucky there.
1: Uh, well, enjoy it. It's a glorious Thank place you. to go. You will see some of the finest ass you'll ever see in your life. And but I know you're a man in love, so it's not. It's not. You're not even gonna be. But God, wow. I remember. I had no idea. Like, what is this Scottsdale? Holy
0: shit! Right. Whew. Well, it probably wasn't as prevalent when you were like around my age, right? Like it's grown and. In... Well,
1: I mean, that's. I was exactly your age when I was there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, like, but like, were people like going to Scottsdale often when you were my age?
1: Didn't I mean that's where we went to drink. Yeah. But I didn't know like what or it was like now. The no. it, Phoenix it, era, it, yeah. it, like nobody says they're going to Phoenix. They say they're going to Scottsdale now. Right.
0: Right. You know? Right. And that wasn't the case. No, before. not at all.
1: Yeah. i like. I'm like, where are we going? I remember driving by Sun Devil Stadium to go wherever we were going because we were staying downtown because mm-hmm. the Cardinals were playing at the Diamondbacks Ballpark, which is downtown. When the when Missouri played. In the final four, on their way, hopefully to the final four in 2009, it was in Glendale, totally opposite part of the area. I mean, I don't know how far, but God, it strikes me as being the complete opposite side of Phoenix. Phoenix is just monstrous as far as metro mileage goes. Enjoy yourself. Thank you, man. Man in love. We'll see you again on Monday. Uh, QFTA may return tomorrow. I don't know. But either way, we're in the books every day of the month. We did it.
2: They can't take take it away. They They can can try. try.
1: Jinx, coke, snort. Thank you to Longo Bigs Studio Sponsor. Thank you to online at longobigs.com. Thank you to James Carlton, Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency, online at carltoninsurance.net. Thank you to Monkeness, St. Louis Acura, Munganess, Burkard Alton Toyota, St. Louis AltonToyota.com. Thank you to Marcan, Evergreen Wealth Strategies, evergreenstl.com, and Seth Goldcamp Design Air Heating and Cooling, online at designairservice.com for Jackson Burkett, I'm Tim McKernan. This has been the Tim McKernan Show podcast from the Longo Big Studios.